the 13th of May mm-hmm. 2019. Uh, this is Raptors in the Kitchen. I'm one of your hosts, Paco Rodriguez. I'm joined by Tommy Vass. Hello. And <coughs> Neil McCulloch. Hello. It's like the, the sugar from the, the, the Haribo getting stuck in my throat there. Um, was it Mother's Day yesterday? In America. Right, okay. Because I was getting confused, but I was like, I don't think that's... It's the end of this month, right? In, no, Mother's in UK. Day, Mother's Day no, it's been. March. All oh, right. Okay. So you missed it. No, no, no I would have. No, I wouldn't have missed it. But that's why I get confused when everyone. Well, I seen a few folks saying Happy Mother's Day. I was like, it's not Mother's Day. No. In the UK. In, in America. Aye, but that's people, what I mean. British people were saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like British people are idiots. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. So if it's in America, fair enough. But I was like. No, this, nah, this, this, this isn't right. That, that'll be people that have seen it on a, a Facebook feed somewhere and, not and just went, oh fuck, I better ah. be a sheep. Right, okay. God, you're so edgy, Neil. Mm. So, what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, bit of work, bit of watching stuff. Uh, can I get back into Division 2 again? You could have just said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, read a lot of comics this week. I've <clears throat> uh, been trying to read through um, from when Brian Michael Bendis took over Avengers um, right. I've been trying to read Marvel from then onwards the Avengers and the various Avengers series and I'm close to well I'm happy for no sorry I just finished Fear Itself so I've, I'm now I think close to the end of the run um and one big takeaway from the entire run is Brian Michael Bendis has a lot to say about nine eleven. <laughs> Fair enough. And right. America post nine eleven is actually really good stuff. Is he so, American? Yeah. Right. Sweet. Uh, yeah, so there's that. I also read a comic. I I for some reason picked up Shoot. Mm-hmm. The Hell Hellblazer was Hellblazer. I don't like it. Yeah. Shoot's alright, it's nothing great. Just like, I mean, I didn't, it's like a collection of mm-hmm. kind of short stories. Mm. And the first couple of them, John Constantine doesn't do anything in them, he's just there. And then, like, the ones that he does get more involved in, he's just a complete asshole in a way that, like, I mean, I get that he's supposed to be like a kind of anti hero kind of thing, but he's just really unlikable. Yeah. Uh, mm. not, a, not a fan of the old Constantine, mm. turns out. Based on that one book? Uh, yeah. Wow. Much. Okay. I mean, it was good when Keanu Reeves played him in that movie. <laughs> I can agree with that. I enjoyed that mm-hmm. film. That's the reason I started uh, reading Constantine, and it is that way. Like, it's not chalk and cheese, but it's a, it's a very, very different adaptation. Yeah. Uh, I liked uh, the Constantine TV series as well. It's a shame that got cancelled, but you know, there's been like five million series of Arrow. Was he not supposed to be getting added into something? Yeah, else? did he not get added into Legends of Tomorrow or something? I think some he, other bullshit. Yeah, I think um, he appear. He's um, he's in that. Uh, he's in. It's the guy Matt Ryan. I think his name is. Uh, he voices him in Justice League Dark, uh, the animated. Uh, the animated stuff. But yeah, there's, and I think he appeared. For, I think he appeared in Arrow as well, very briefly. Um, but yeah, so. It is. Yeah. You're up to anything this week? Uh, unfortunately, I, I, well, I attempted to go to the cinema, uh, but failed. Um, so I haven't seen anything at the cinema, but I have watched. A, I've rewatched a couple of films. 
been playing the God of War, um, bit by bit. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far, but I'm not hooked. Okay. It's like um. You're quite far into it as well, aren't you? Because like you. Am met, I that far into it? I mean, you've met Freya at this point, and I remember that being quite far into it. Um. All right. Never have all been through it once. I've met. Where am I now? Um. The big fucking serpent thing as Lord, and now I'm in that area, hmm. and I've met uh, the the axe, the axe wielders, not wielder, axe uh, creators, other brother. So there's two brothers that did it. The blue oh, one, right, yeah, the blue right, one's right, called yeah. Brock. Yeah. Brock, and, and I met Brock's brother. Citri, I think. I, yeah. I, yeah, I know Brock's one, but I couldn't remember his brother's name. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's it's fine. Um, Maybe quite early on, then if you've only just met him. Yeah, I think you've still got a good chunk to go. Did you not? I'm pretty sure this is the same game. Is there not at some point you have a severed head as a lantern? No, that's the third one. That's when you fight Helios, and it's like the <coughs> second level or something like that, and you batter fuck out of him, and then you just ease on the deck, you put your foot on his back, mm. and grab his head, and mm. you just tear it off his shoulders, uh. and from then on you can use Helios' open mouth as a lamp. Right. Do, however, God of War 3 is a fucking tits. You do, however, end up carrying around a severed head in this one as well, right. but it's not a lantern. Um, and do you not meet a Scottish guy in it as well? That is the Scottish guy that you carry around. Right, right. I see, I knew there was a correction there. But yeah, um, oh. the game gets way more enjoyable when you get to that point because, like, mm. he is genuinely really funny. Yeah, he's banned. Uh, yeah, cool. Um, no, other than that, just work. Not really enjoying this heat wave that we're having just now. It's terrible. It's warm. It's sticky. It's not my kind of weather. Um, yeah, just. Can Would I you get... say that you hate the heat as much as Anakin Skywalker hates sand? <laughs> mm. <laughs> no. Similar descriptions. Yeah, I like I like it. I like it when it's bright outside. Like I I like the general look of outside. It's just the heat. I can't be I can't be dealing with. I just get dead tired. Um, need a coastal breeze to go with that heat. That's what I think. I like the breeze off the Clyde. Not enough for you, Tommy. It isn't enough, though. It isn't. When you grow up in the coast and you have that, you miss it. Oh, get me out of mm-hmm. the coast. Sitting mm-hmm. here drinking my coffee, talking about my coast. Mm-hmm. That's right. What about you, Paco? What have you been doing? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We've been watching Parks and Rec. Does that count as doing something? No, okay. I'm just trying to help here. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Like, yeah, like the new season of Attack on Titan. Oh, I say new season. It seems to be a continuation of season three. Uh, but yeah, that's out here and again. So that was a good surprise because I didn't know that mm. there was episodes out for that. I've uh, been watching a lot of that. Attack on Titan remains excellent. Yeah. You should probably watch it, but you won't. Nah. Just... Well, I, I finished uh, season two of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Nice. Um, I'm going to move on to season three, but I think I'll watch One Punch Man season two first. Yeah, well, that One Punch Man season two is ongoing though. So like, there's only like four or five episodes. Just oh now. right, okay. Well, I'm gonna hold off on that. Then. Yeah, because that's I've now got to the point where I've caught up with that. So yeah. I need to wait until I think it's like every Tuesday or something comes out. Yeah, I'll just wait. How many apps usually get in that kind of anime series? I don't really. Like, the season one was about twelve or something. It wasn't they, long. They really vary. Like sometimes a season anime can be like twenty four episodes, the same as you would get in like an American thing. But then other times it could be as little as Assassin. six. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Attack on Titan and One Punch Man are both still really fucking good. That's cool. 
Hey, what are you thinking of JoJo so far? Oh, I'm so into it. Just you. Yeah. Um, there's an episode uh, where uh, JoJo's pal... Um, Speedwagon. Speedwagon. No, the, the second Zapelli. Right. Um, they've got all this ham-on training going to go. They've uh, they've killed off one of the pillar men. So it's just uh, Wamu and Cars who's left. Cars is like the big bad bad of the bad ones. Uh, so his pal Zapelli wants to go and fight Cars uh, to honour his his fallen um, family through the through the years. So they couldn't have this utterly ridiculous fight in this in this old castle. Uh, of course. Where Cars uses this this technique, what called divine wind. Wait a minute, is Cars the is like a prehistoric being that was like brought back by the military? Is that that? Guy? Yeah. That, well, no, that that one is Sandiento. Right. Sandiento, Cars, Wamu, and there's another one I can't remember the name. Right. He's like one of them. He's like he's, well, he's one of them. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah, right. So he does this divine wind thing, and it destroys the front half of this castle. And the belly guy's on the ground. And he's dying, and he uses the last of his ham on to get this ring that he's nose and it's tied up in a bubble. It's weird. And it's stupid. Japan. Even even having watched it, this is still nonsensical. <laughs> to me. And then this big, then this big bit falls out the ceiling. Uh, big. Uh, Stone, stone cross, a toll, playing up the religious references to it, and then for the next twenty minutes of the episode, uh, Jojo and this bird Lisa Lisa who taught them all the horn arrive at the castle, go in, find out he's dead, and Jojo goes off in this giant monologue about what it is to be honourable, what it is to be a man, and all this kind of anime anime bullshit, but it's yeah. amazing, yeah, yeah. and. As soon as as soon as he stops monologuing, she starts to cry behind him and he goes, I'm not even allowing myself to cry and then just top down view, head goes up, arms goes up, Zapelli screaming to high heaven. It is so utterly it's ridiculous. fucking stupid yeah. and ridiculous. I mean it's not called it's the best kind it's, of stupid. It's not called Jojo's bizarre adventure for nothing. Yeah. Do you mean it's like a? It kind of revels in the fact that it's just fucking stupid. Yeah, it does that, but it plays it. It plays itself so seriously yeah. to the point where it can only be taken the pitch. Just wait until you see season three. Uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it ramps up big <laughs> time in season three. I uh, I rewatched a big chunk of like the kind of abridged version of yeah, it. Yeah, like, not like hundreds of it, but enough to. Just get a taste for just how much of a dick Dio is. Dio Brown. Dio is Brown. His introduction to that show, when, well, his introduction to Jojo is when he kicks Jojo's dog in the face. <laughs> <laughs> then, later on in the season. Oh my god. Later on in the season, because he's decided that Jojo isn't allowed to be happy. So, like, uh, he basically forces himself upon Jojo's girlfriend and then puts his dog in an oven. <laughs> Man, that is not um, cool. What's this guy got against dogs? It's the the whole kind of thing. There's a lot of oddly problematic stuff in it that you have to go. Oh, Japan! Mm. It's, it's so funny. It's it just yeah. It's fucking nuts. It's really good. Yeah. Highly so, recommended. 
that's mental though. A bit like in saying that, I don't really, I don't really know if I, I should, I don't know if it's shock, but it's not really shock because anytime you're like, I'm watching this anime and then this thing happens and it is like not just for JoJo but something mega bizarre or in any other kind of show would feel out of place, but it blends well into the world that's created. I mean, I remember watching some episodes of Attack on Titan with Paco, and when I seen the Titans, I was like, what the fuck? did they do that for? It's so good. And you're looking at the Titans, you're like, what the f... Like, I mean, they had a meeting and that's what they decided they should look like? And what no, it should be? In manga, there's one dude decided what they should look like. And he was, was absolutely right. He's spot on because, like, the horror in them is the fact that they look so ridiculous yeah. and yet they are deadly. Hmm. It represents just society at large. Oh, is that what it does, yeah. Sai? Oh, I, I picked up my last two volumes of Akira. Okay. Um, they should be getting delivered tomorrow. Looking very much looking forward to finishing reading that. Um, uh, again, I would highly suggest reading it, even if you have seen the film, because uh, there's just there's so much more going on in the right. actual manga. Um, again, kind of hovering around the comic book world, did you watch the trailer for the Watchmen series? Yeah. Uh, I watched it with the sound off right. for some reason, again. and I haven't went back to it. But to be honest, from what the imagery that I saw, I kind of felt I'm not really that interested. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I, I, like, I didn't even watch all the trailer. I saw like the starting part where you see like a lot of people dressed like Rorschach. Mm-hmm. And then I, after that, I remembered how much I hated before Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And now I don't want anything to do with anything other than the actual main story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the trailer... Is it is it Lindelof? It is Lindelof. Yeah, that also it, puts me off. Yeah. Um, Does it put you Linda Loff? No, but I'm just wondering why you've got a steak and it's sitting there on your tables. Because that is dinner for later. It says on it to like kind of leave it sitting out for like room temperature yeah. or anything. Uh-huh. Like apparently steaks are better if they're left. They are. To, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's three weeks and counting. It's been sitting at that table. That's why <laughs> I know. I know. Been there since today. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought the trailer. It's. Again, when you hear Lindelof and you can you can see his bullshit on it already, and that's why I'm like, some of the visual imagery is intriguing, as in I'm intrigued enough that I want to know what they've got to say, what it's got to say. But I've no, I know what I've no doubt think I'm gonna hate it. The only thing I kind of liked about it was that Jeremy Irons is an older Adrian Vide. That was it. Okay, I can see that. But yeah. at the same time, the trailer shows you nothing. It just it's it's a bunch of all right. This is what's is happened. Lindelof, the guy that was responsible for Prometheus and stuff like that, yeah, and yeah. lost and lost and Court and I are a good friend. Uh, well, not just Alan Kerr, but Danny Matthews also said that the is it the Leftovers, a show that he created. Oh, apparently, okay. is a very underrated uh, show. I know a few folk have said that, but it's hard to trust that man. <laughs> that man being Alan. That man <laughs> being Damon Lindelof. Right. Wasn't sure. I thought, well, maybe just because you know, notoriously, uh, Alan liked both Prometheus and Star Trek two thousand nine. So, now I will bring it up till my dying. Well, <laughs> he didn't. Uh, I Star Trek two thousand nine had nothing to do with Lindelof. You just talk about. I just talk about Alan's terrible taste in movies. Uh, well, to t- <laughs> to be fair, Al, that that fucking film made a shit ton of money. Uh, because that's how we. Make- you know, yeah, critical. it's but at the same time, I agree. I'm not a fan of that film either. But um, yeah, go on Prometheus or Star Trek. 
Both? Oh, I, I, I don't like either one of them, but if someone says, if I could only, if I had to watch one one more time, I would choose Star Trek. Uh, Prometheus, I thought, was fucking... I mean, Star Trek is not a good Star Trek film. It's it's a popcorn film, but it's because I'm... I wouldn't say I'm a Trekkie, so I'm not major, amazingly offended. I can absolutely understand how folk are because it really is not a, what Star Trek should be, a Star Trek film should be. But Prometheus is without a doubt one of the stupidest fucking sci-fi movies I've seen in a long time. The lot of dumb shit. And the only thing that's good about Alien Covenant is the fact that Ridley Scott made it and because of that, Denny Villeneuve got to make Blade Runner 2049. That's the only good thing about Alien Covenant is it took that man away from that project. Um, But yeah. Well, there's a possibility though that Denis Villeneuve would have made a good Alien Covenant. Um, well, the thing, well, sorry, my point being is Ridley Scott was going to make uh, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, right, okay. Then okay, decided right, okay, that sorry. his sequel to sorry. his trash fire was more important. And that's why it's like, well, we'll, we'll get a guy in. Right. We'll get that guy who made Sicario and Arrival. He knows what he's doing. And he did indeed. But yeah, I've, I'm have i intrigued. But I could also see myself within the first 10 minutes of watching the first episode of Watchmen and be like, what the fuck is this? But I will watch it to have an opinion. I'm so glad you circled back around. That's, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, it's much, it's, it's kind of like... You know, well, I mean, when we worked in the cinema, it was easier because you could just go in and watch a film. You didn't have to take time out of your life to I go to go to go watch. Like I couldn't watch films in the cinema because I didn't like that that you had to kind of pop in. Because if I go and see a film, yeah. I want to see it right from the start. Like, see if it's five minutes in, I won't watch it. I, right, I can't I, I can just drop in and out. Like I, I could understand that. Absolutely but... can. Yeah, uh, like what I, I mean, especially was like mega used to like watching a film over the course of a day. Like I would make a sure to kind of watch the start at some point when I got a chance, and then right, like, okay, after so, an hour or two of work right. and stuff for the next what, show, and I would no, watch no. Like another bit. Well, what I mean is, um, again, very much the philosophy of you've got what you got to watch it to have an opinion. So I wouldn't really, I wouldn't That's not true at all to watch a opinion. film. I've got an opinion about loads of things I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, well, right. Not saying that's an empty opinion, but you've got like nothing Citizen to base. Kane, boring, never seen it. Says <laughs> a kid's a fine movie, um, but yeah, uh, like I would never take time out of my like on a day off to be like for the for the purposes of um, critiquing films via a podcast. I'm going to go and watch Sex and the City two on my own time. We've done stuff like that. Whereas we've all done. Yeah. Whereas. I do that all the time. No, yeah. don't get me wrong, man. But see, Purely like, for content. Well, aye, but it's <laughs> and there's time. There's weeks where there's nothing out, or it's a very limited slate. And I'm like, okay, but with Sex and the City two, it was kind of like, right, I'm in work, so I can, I know that I probably get time to watch a good fucking majority of this. Film. Hold on, hold on, Neil. Would you choose to go watch Sex and the City two just because you want to watch it? Well, Neil no, was a fan I, of the show. I turned it off after. It was the first movie I turned off after about 10 minutes. And you're a I fan would, of the show, aren't you? I was up your street. I would have thought... Oh, no, see, I, I quite like the TV show, mm. uh, but it, the film version of it was... I 
fucking nightmare. From from what I've been told, um, and I've I've never seen like an episode. It kind of yeah, the the series had something to say, whereas the films just felt like cheap, crappy. I don't want to say f- just fairy felt, tales. It just felt like fairy tale advertising. Yeah, and especially with the second one, yeah. I was like, um, "This is complete fucking shite." And every single level i think mark Cremone said it best where he's it's consumerist porn and that's exactly what yeah. it is it is utter shite and ridiculous but then folk would criticize saying it's not for you and i was like that's very true but at the same time you can recognize a bad badly made film and a badly written film even if you're not the core audience for example the Twilight films are poorly written, terrible pieces of film, and I'm not for that core audience. But bad looking movie is a bad looking movie, or a badly like, acted movie on is the what flip it side is. Of that, though, what, name a film that you're not the target audience for, but you think is good. Mean Girls. No, you're absolutely the target audience for that. You're like a middle aged fucking person with a sense of humor. I watched that, that film. Great, I, yeah, but I watched. That is not. I watched that film when I was in my twenties, not middle aged. I'm thirty four. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, I, on the that movie is just a general excellent comedy. That no, I, I it. absolutely agree. Like, I'm like, because I still get looks from people. I say, "My Mean Girls, a fucking really good movie." They kind of give you those of saying, "You watch that? You like that?" It's like, I, I was actually thinking about that yesterday. And I haven't read the book it's based on, but the the, the fact that it's like written by Tina Fey, I'm like, well, this. This is someone who's a successful uh, comedy writer. If you like Thirty Rock, that's a prime example. So I'm like, no, this is someone who can handle handle this material, and it's very Point well made. Point though is that Mean Girls is absolutely for you. Um, I uh, maybe like uh, if you were to say to me, uh, I mean, I haven't seen Romeo and Michelle's High School uh, reunion, but I, bo- both of you, really both of you, have said it's very good. See if someone says. Jake, that's a that's a Neil film. Oh, I could see Neil absolutely being a part of that. And then it's like, this is what's about. And Paco loved it as well. I was like, did he, man? I didn't really think that'd be his thing. But then you're like, no, it's just, it's really good comedy is good comedy, right? Yeah. Well, I should as maybe I watch that as well. It's the example of a friend of the show, Stephen Pollock. He was the first to evangelize oh. how good Pitch Perfect was. Yeah. And he was 100% correct. And if you had said to me, <laughs> That is one of Stevie Pollock's like favorite comedies of the last week. Well, I'd be like, is it? Yeah. You know, because again, to me, that's Do you know that, what though? Like, him like, and that film. To me, I'm also, like, I, I'm just surprised because I watched however, it. However, after years of living with him, yeah, exactly. I it was one hundred percent his kind of film. See, even after just having spent a week in his company, like I can absolutely see that that is his type of thing in general because like even when it comes down to his choice in music his musical tastes mm. very much aligned with that sort of stuff like but I, I remember watching Pitch Perfect and I just wasn't enamoured by it I could see that it was going for that kind of almost 80s movie 80s movie vibe in terms of its storytelling and what the characters were and I, I dig that but I just I I just didn't get what was so great about it I was like this is for me I will forget about this when the credits roll you know there's nothing notable for me but then there you go but would you well here's a question for you then Paco what film did you watch and you really thought you were going to hate it but you loved it you're like man wow there's definitely I mean there's definitely a couple one should come to mind instantly but like right now for some reason I'm completely blanking on it a film I know you fucking hate but me and Neil like because it's 
over the top don't pageantry. Bring up, don't bring up. <laughs> and it's and I know it's because you love the book. I've never read the book, and I know that apparently right, the book I thought you were going to go down the David Lynch route again. No, really. no, I was going to talk about uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh my god, that is a travesty of fucking film. <laughs> but take away yeah, the fact it's, that it's, it's, it's not a fucking shambles, but it's amazing. It's it's because not a good. It's, a it's not an ad, right. Let me. It's not a good adaptation of the book, right? Because I've not read the book. But as a film, Bram Stoker wishes he could write a line as good as "I've crossed oceans of time to find you." That is a great line. No, it's not. And it's absolutely not a great line. It is a great line. Like that book is excellent. But like, uh, having read it again, like maybe a year or two ago, uh, their complete lack of knowledge of how to do blood transfusions and how you know they can't just give anybody's blood to anybody is, is quite yeah. It's quite jarring. Well. To, uh, yeah, but their their medical knowledge back then. Accurate, no, I, but, I mean, maybe, like, but their yeah, their medical yeah. knowledge was limited to what yeah. it was. So, like, they're, they're as is, like, as is, as is, they all just band it about. It's like, oh, it's your turn to just gear blood, go for it. Yeah, and again, the the one man who choose the scenery to the fucking max that film because I think he's the only one that really Gary knows what's Oldham. going on no, is Tony Hawkins he knows exactly what kind of yeah. film he's in G- Gary Oldman is fantastic in that movie he properly gives it a go whereas Anthony Hopkins has shown up he's read the script he's like the fuck's alright let's have a laugh with it. let's have a laugh past the wine um, Van Helsing is such a fucking great character as well though and it's like, not in that film yeah, I know. or any film that he's been in because like let's not forget the Hugh oh, Jackman man, Hugh Jackman oh, Shugs Van Shugs Van Helsing was Awful. that Scott Summers is that the guy's Stephen name Stephen Summers Stephen Summers yeah. Scott Summers is Cyclops that's correct uh, <laughs> but I always yeah. get it mixed up I, I know. I'll never forget like a one of our mates from the well one of my, my mates I don't think he worked there when you guys were there a guy mm. called uh, Neil Allen like spoke about how he saw like a interview with Stephen Summers about Van Helsing and he was like Talking about it as if it was like a Shakespearean masterpiece. He's like, "Oh, the drama!" It's like, "Are you oh, kidding, man? Yeah, yeah. Are you fucking joking?" I think I remember Lee. I think saying something along that lines as well. The same as how, like Resident Evil Two, like the oh, director, the director that thinks he's making Aliens, like he oh, he, he compares it to Aliens. The director being Paul W. S. Anderson. Yes, because I think he actually there is crew from uh, the the Aliens uh, from uh, the Alien set that work on that. I'm pretty sure. That's right. I'd have to double check. Sorry, leave. I'm getting that wrong. Do I bring up any other fucking films I hate? Will we do it? Uh, I'll tell you another film again. Not read, not read, the, not read the book, <laughs> but again, I remember watching. I remember watching this like when I was weeing, thinking, "Oh, this is pretty good." And I watched it in Buckley Street when we all lived there with you, Neil. And I remember thinking at the end of it, I was like, "Like that was fucking really good, but I really enjoyed that." And then I'm like, "Everyone doesn't really like it because it's over the top." pageantry bollocks and it's uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I like Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. I, I like as well but, but see the bit where Kenny Brad has one of it with no top on like fucking get, getting the machine ready and he's, he's swinging from chains to chains shouting screaming live you're like yeah, well, it's again, quite clearly again that film is a shambles it's a different kind of shambles than <laughs> Rancid or Dracula yeah. but it's still an amazing shambles see for me just I know it's because it's one's Dracula one's Frankenstein but I could happily watch a double bill of them for oh, yeah, that film totally. those films purely because for me they are a sh- they're both shambolic in the sense that you're like the presentation for this is completely over the is top. Is that De Niro that's in that? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the monster. Branna is chewing the scenery like nobody's business. Uh, Helena Bonham Carter is there. 
Uh, and then I remember, I just remember at one point when the, you know, uh, the, the monster turns up and he goes, I always keep my promises and fucking rips out Helena Bonham Carter's heart and shows it. It's after they've got married and they're on a train going, going on their honeymoon <laughs> and the monster just fucking appears and goes, fuck you, yeah. I, I just remember thinking that was, that was like, that's fucking brutal, man. Yeah. But I really enjoy that film, but it is... The book uh, of that is was, also excellent as well. I, I've heard. I... I actually amazingly got that book ruined for me in the fucking most unlikely way possible. We're like, I mean, when was that written? Like fucking, how many decades ago? Like, was, was it even, 19th century? 18th, uh, 19th century? A, a fucking long time ago, right? I mean, that book's been out of fucking forever. And oh, yeah. I, when I decided to start reading it, I got about maybe halfway through, was really enjoying it. And to, decided to watch Ghost Dog for the first time <laughs> and there's a part in Ghost Dog where a kid gives him the book and then he fucking spoils the yeah. ending in the movie I was oh, like man. what that's, that's that's horrible 1818 it's like what's the chances of that like to, to have mean, the exact book that I'm yeah. just reading yeah. spoiled in the movie I decided to watch have you never watched a Frankenstein movie before then no no have you alright Karloff's Frankenstein's very good mm-hmm. It's a really fucking horrible bit in it where he drowns away by accident. <laughs> um, but it's a Karloff's Frankenstein's very good. Um, it's it's Mary, it's Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein. You're like, my God, I love how over the top nonsensical this is. It's I great. obviously never really achieved true greatness like Arne Eckhart's I Frankenstein. Never seen oh, it. Still haven't seen it. Oh, I tried to forget that existed. <laughs> Still haven't For seen it. For years, that's been my go-to. It's as oh, bad as the movie. That's a shite. It is. It's fucking... Like, Ready Player One, I think, is the only movie in recent memory that I think that could really usurps that as, like, the worst film I've seen. Wow. So, oh, yeah. That, oh, that is a bad It's so film, bad. Yeah. How Frankenstein just happens to be stitched together by six Ernest Hertz, Ernest Hertz, whatever the fuck his name is. I think like he's just got stitches. Like he's it just it doesn't look like he's a mismatch of people at all. He's just got stitches. I think yeah. Elite Battle Angels or something. Like that. No, that is bad, but it's nowhere near as bad as I Frankenstein. No, I don't know. Which is abysmal, just in case you were wondering. And again, a film I should maybe re rewatch again, where I just did nothing for me was Gross Point Blank, and that's strange. Given that's a good that, movie. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I'm just like I watch it. I'm just like I just don't. I think like, I've watched I've watched a lot of Gross Point Blank. If if you watch that film expecting like an out and out comedy, then I think I can see why that would be disappointing. It's much more subtle in its humour. Yeah. Oh. Well, but yeah, but I mean, can you think of anything Neil where you're like, man, that I was really surprised by that. I didn't expect it to, you know, fucking. Grab me the way it did. Moana, maybe. Oh, Moana! But yeah. in saying that, Moana for what you told me is like, oh yeah, Neil would love that man. Yeah, but I, I had zero expectation going into Moana because I hadn't really okay. heard much about it, and the, the trailers I saw, I was kind of like, eh, yeah, really it's a Disney movie. Yeah, The Rock's in it. Pff, whatever. I remember, and that's that's up there with Frozen. Well, as being top top level Disney. When you were saying, I mean. I, don't think this is Disney, but again, I remember you kind of being very surprised the first time you seen Lilo and Stitch. You're like, fucking hell, that, that really grabbed you in a sense. You're like, man, I didn't expect to fucking love that film as much as you still do. Is that right? I watched that film three times in the, the day it got released in the cinema. You just went and watched it, and you're like, I'm going to go watch it I again. Watched, and again. I got Donnie Darko came out the same day. So I watched. Fuck, is it that old? I watched Jeez. Lilo and Stitch. It was 2002. Yeah, that was, uh, yeah. Two, 2000, I watched yeah. Lilo and Stitch, went and watched Donnie Darko, came out of Donnie Darko and was like, Dalio and Stitch was really good and we watched it again 
And then when I came out of it, I was like, fuck it, man, and went back in again on that same day. Were you crying all three all three times? Like, see the part where he is, like, ran away from the house and he's, like, in the middle of the trees and stuff like that. Mm. And uh, he's got, like, the book of the mm. ugly, dog, ugly, ugly duckling. Mm. And uh, he kind of looks up and it does the whole kind of, I'm, I'm alone, I'm lonely. But, right. like, uh, that gets me to fucking cry every time. <laughs> I still haven't seen all of Lilo and Stitch. The start of that movie is definitely better than the end, though, when he's a little, just a little dick. Who <laughs> else has I've seen that? Yeah. But yeah. It's a bit like what you were saying, Neil, about... He says, I'm lost. He doesn't say I'm lonely. He goes, I'm lost. Does he not? Does he say a word where it's like, home? Uh, no, that's like a big thing in the movie, is a saying that the family have got is Mohana, and Mohana means family, and family means you're never alone. Hmm. Not Moana. I'm pretty sure it's Mohana. <laughs> no, Ohana. Ohana. Oh, there you go, man. Um, Schooled. Yeah, but I mean, there you go. I remember walking out of the village when it came out. Because it wasn't the film you thought it'd be. Yeah, right. but after I realised that I only hated the initial kind of showing of it because. Your it expectations wasn't, were what yeah, they were, right. I remember going back to it, and now I think that's his best film. So, yeah, Shamlands. Yeah, it's not better than Unbreakable. Unbreakable is good, but like, there's something about the village. Like, a man, what's her name? I don't like Unbreakable. Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, I think she's fucking great. In it. I also don't like Bryce Dallas Howard, but she's all right in the village. See, the thing is, though, they're send her to go get the stuff. It's yeah. Oh no! Like, if you watch any of his movies, like for the twist, then they are all bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah. Whereas I thought a break was right. I like. I the guess. Twist of yeah, yeah. I just find it boring. I remember. You, I remember you never saying you would never been a fan of it. Yeah. But yeah, I never understood the hype behind it. Hmm. Um, I've still watched Split. No, no. I've seen Split. What was there on Glass? I've still watched Glass. You won't like Glass. Split was alright. Split is fine. Um, I think Glass is fine, but I don't think you like it. Fear dudes. Yeah. Curb your expectations, <laughs> um, but yeah, but like, see, with just sort of saying, Neil, you didn't know anything about Moana. Well, you knew you see the trailers of that, but you Aye, went in I and you were pleasantly surprised. Do you often like, especially if it's like the GFT or anything like that, do you ever, I mean, these days, go into something and don't know a fucking thing about it, or do you think I don't want to fall into that trap? Do you know the last time? Except for Endgame. You didn't know what that I was? Didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really know. During the past 11 years, didn't kind of <laughs> No, but you one. know what I'm talking about, but you don't. But we live in a culture where everything, you know everything going into stuff nowadays. Yes. Endgame, I didn't really know where the story was going, other than I could have had ideas about it. But the only, the last time before that, that I walked into a film knowing absolutely zero about it, apart from it was a Park Chan book film, was The Handmaiden. Oh, what and a fucking Handmaiden movie. And The Handmaiden was the best film that came out that year. Um, probably, yeah. I, uh, I didn't know anything about Us before I went to watch it, uh, and uh, I wish I hadn't seen it. <laughs> uh, the Handmaiden, I agree with you, up until, again, I've talked about this a lot, up until Blade Runner was released, because they were released the same year. Oh, I was, yeah. For me, I, was, I was thinking Blade Runner was the year after. Whereas, right? I, I, I remember... When it was like yeah. late November, I think. Yeah, but that's the thing. With Park Chan Wook, it's like, Oh, I don't give a fuck. Like, oh, he made it. I'll watch it because yeah. he's not made a bad film yet for me. Blade Runner is better. I mean, the one with the Matthew Good 
and it, Stoker was it? Stoker, Stoker. That wasn't great. I haven't seen I, it. I saw Stoker's all style with no real substance. It's Thirst was really good. Thirst is a great film. Thirst yeah. is a really good film. <laughs> I love the kind of third act turn of that. I it becomes like a, a, <laughs> like a, a melancholy family, family drama. drama. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. Misses is just always raging. Was yeah. it like see a in a similar vein of like talking about just things that don't like live up to expectations, like Bram Stoker's Dracula and Mary Shelley and stuff like that. Well, did did you have a lot of big expectations for Dracula? Is it purely because had you read I, the book before the film? Yeah, I think like Dracula was the first book I chose to read that wasn't like an assignment for school. All right, not like the Hobbit okay, or that. Okay, you no. mad goth. Okay, no, yeah. just again, <laughs> see see if I had known. That Paco and I had seen that film. I'd be like, "No, mate, this is this this it. isn't the film you think it's going to be." There's a part in Parts and Rec uh, where somebody <laughs> takes a stab at Ben Schwartz. Is it Ben Schwartz? No, that's Ben Schwartz is John Ralphio. It's his name isn't Adam Scott either because that's his Ben Wyatt. Name. Ben Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. Is that his name or is that the character's name? Adam Scott's his name. Ben Wyatt's his character. Right. You knew that. You did know that. Yeah, Adam Scott is his name. His name's Derek in Step Brothers. That's right. Right. But yeah, like there's a bit where somebody has a pop at him because uh, he doesn't like the Lord of the Rings movies. And yeah, like we his, watched that. Episode, his right, his right. response is just a really kind of sullen. It just doesn't live up to you know its potential. And yeah, that's so he, true. No, like, he, the, he says he says uh, I've I, never related to somebody more than that moment. I remember you said that, and I was like, no, because what he says, I, again, he doesn't say it's quite. I did like Peter Jackson's interpretation of the Lord of the Rings, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, you, you'd fucking love that one. He's so right. Like, everybody else seems to fucking love those films, man. And There's yeah, a, I don't, I weak, don't like them. Weak fucking representation of what they could have been. I've never read the books. I don't care to read the books. <laughs> I didn't think the films were that great. Funnily enough, uh, just we were talking about the like 2009 Star Trek. At one point, um, Tom turns to him and goes, "Right, start talking about nerd stuff. Start talking about Star Trek." And he's like, "They're making a sequel," and then he's like. Although if they're going to try go down the Huda Spock thing, well, and, and JJ and McCore are going to make us believe that, well, the, the message boards are going to light up. <laughs> and I was like, eh, Paco might appreciate that. Also, he, he, he said something like, oh, yeah, I rewatched Twin Peaks just to mm-hmm. see all this stuff about the lot. And we watched a lot of, uh, read a lot of Palmer's diary. I'm like, I like this guy, man. We would hang. There's Who, also a very. Uh, ben? ben, there's also a very, very good Game of, jo- uh, Game of Thrones joke slash bit in it later on but I'll not say anything but yeah Parks and Rec is really good though it's a really good show the, the more I watch it the less I like Ron Swanson uh, I think nah, like, Ron, 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 Ron is lovable out of context but when you actually like find out more about his values I find him quite disagreeable as a person and I think that's <laughs> purely because I really dislike libertarians so did you not like in a while what? the whole pack has returned wait a minute did you see your <laughs> did you not do some shitty what are you uh, in terms of it's like some it was some some Facebook or social network yeah, I, I wrote that Ron Livingston was the best bit animal no 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 no. it was where you stood in terms of your politics and were you not more in the yeah, libertarian yeah as opposed to like libertarian as opposed to authority I mean. uh, but people who like describe themselves as libertarian these days are really just right wing folk who can't fucking own up to it. Alright. You're gonna tar everyone with like, absolutely yeah, all that. Like right, you're okay. a Colin Moriarty and Stephen Pollock. Oh <laughs> my oh, god. Oh, man. When time did that come on come in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell man. Um but yeah, it's just it's just an excuse are to you, be Are you dick. hedging your bets in that he doesn't listen to it? I know he doesn't listen to it. And even if he does mine, I sent it to his face a couple of times already, so <laughs> it's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just an excuse to be like a bit of a dick under the guise of like equality, I guess. Like they like they see themselves as like the true bearers of equality in a world gone Let's... leftist political correctness gone mad. How about we wind this back into be about Parks and Rec? And that is, I. Is it, but Parks and Rec is about politics and the. And that's like that's Ron Swanson's character is very much that as well. <sighs> it's like all the kind of stuff about like you know him making comments about like uh, anything. What was it? Any small dog is a cat, and cats are useless. Like yeah. those things are all like, really funny out of context. But then when you actually like watch the show and get an idea for who he is, I don't like him. I think because okay, like, no, I can, I can. Like he, he is, I like, can see why you would get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but <clears throat> there's there's folk that you like that you're like fundamentally in a political arena and a religious arena. Mean you could not be opposites, but you're my friend and we just don't talk about that or we, we have common ground, we just don't talk about those things. Are you, is this to Pollock again? No, no, I'm not talking about Pollock. I'm talking <laughs> about, I know for a fact that you've got a pal where you're like, man, fundamentally we probably wouldn't be friends. Oh, I, but I, I told like him, a, man, I was like, on paper I hate everything about you. Like, I've said it to his face. Yeah, but the point is, you're and friends. Like, weekly I tell him that he's ruining the country. Well, the, the point being is <laughs> that, that you, wait, you, you could... No. No. <laughs> no. Stevie Pollock is not the, the, the core of this discussion. Uh, but the point being is, you are still friends. You're like, yeah, yeah, man, of course. Oh, but he's a complete piece of shit. <laughs> Again, we're not talking about Stevie Pollock. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I've got friends like that. But I think, see, in, in Parks and Rec, though, it's more because they're like a family unit. And I that's I think you get that with any kind of good drama or sitcom. Like, I mean, look at The West Wing. It, they're kind of like they're a family unit who are trying to look out for each other. And even though Ron can be like that, then you're like, man, I don't agree with that politically. He makes up for it as a person of how well he cares for his friends. Or yeah, when he goes against like what he says he stands for, because like Leslie's actually fucking really cool, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. but it's, I never, I always find myself strangely like it kind of works itself out because Ron and Leslie's like friendship is really endearing at times, like really endearing. And saying that, I think the whole thing is really endearing. Like I've said that to you. Uh, we're getting, we're coming up to the kind of uh, genesis of. Uh, Leslie and Ben's thing. Marriage. Well, not marriage, but their relationship. Mm-hmm. And that whole thing, I think, is really well written. And there's enough in it where it's not throwing it in your face. It's kind of taking its time and it's subtly just coming to realization. You know what I mean? It's not, we're going to have to pair them and we're going to do it really quickly and rushed and you'll like enjoy it. I don't. I had a gag like two minutes ago. Time's gone. I just couldn't get the moment to pop it in. No, I was actually thinking there was a bit where um, Tom's talking to John Ralphio because he's like, "Yeah, I fucking I, hate Tom as well. I, I love him. Tom. I do. Uh, see, see when he's like, yeah, I, if there was a character that I wouldn't that I wouldn't mind was gone, it'd be Tom. But without Tom, you don't get John Ralphio. Yeah, John Ralphio was amazing. He does it. Yeah, and he does. All ah, right, I was gonna say because he's he's no met his dad yet, which is, is also Mona great. Lisa. Mona, Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa Aberdeen. Yeah, who is again? The, who is and the also worst? John Ralphio's dad. Yeah, but he doesn't yeah. know who that is yet. And I was like, listen, you, wait, you see oh, his dad. He doesn't been, know that. He he's nowhere oh, near okay. that yet. Because oh, again, that's great. Like halfway through season two or something. No, he's ages away. But um. Yeah, but I see this for though, man. Like, I mean, sci-fi is like generally the thing I love the most when it comes to fiction and stuff like that. But like, <clears throat> I've got season three of The Expanse sitting there ready to watch. I started watching it and I'm really enjoying it. And yet, when I get a choice, it's been either anime or Parks and Rec that mm. I stick on. 
That's why I'm so. like, yeah, man, I'll happily rewatch this for like the fiftieth time because I never get sick of it. But um, yeah, no, was, there was a bit. What I was saying was like, Tom's like, yeah, I need to, I need to write a good speech, so I need uh, my main man with me, John Ralphio. Then John Ralphio says like, can I just say something? Can I throw this on there, and see if it fits? And I was like, I'm gonna start saying that at Paco now. It's like I'm gonna throw something to see if it fits. <laughs> you cool with that? What's the what like film or TV show is it? The guy says something like, "Hey, I'm gonna throw this out there. If you don't like it, you can just throw it right back." Is it like? Uh, is no, that three spinning down no, or something? Or? Uh, it's Owen Wilson that says. No, it, it's it's in Anchorman because he says because he says I'm gonna throw this out there, and if you don't like it, just throw it back. I want to be on you. Because right. <laughs> Ron says <laughs> he says that's a fucking uh, <clears throat> oh Christine Applegate. I was trying to think what her name was in uh, Married with Children. Because again, I've been getting a lot of Al Bundy memes recently. And that's some, Holy that's shit. That's some was funny that shit. the daughter from Married with Children? Yeah. You just you just realised that. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. You oh, just realised that. Oh my God. <clears throat> that's crazy. Ow! <laughs> Is the son in anything now? Uh, not really. No. No, I haven't seen him in. No. Right? Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I wish we had th- that fucking box there. The, even though it's it's completely, you could never make that show nowadays. I, I still enjoy. You, you would never ever get that no, now. It's, no, I still enjoy Married with Children for what it was. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff like that you wouldn't get now. Yeah, there's a lot of chauvinism, like, misogynistic. I mean, cetera. is it particularly misogynistic though? There's a lot. I mean, Al. And there's again, Al, Al but, works in the, the fucking shoe store for women, and he fat shames was, women all the time, and he fucking yeah, there's a lot of shit like that. But in terms of the misogyny, <clears throat> like he is really misogynist. But Peggy gets us just as much. Yeah, yeah that's so why I think it's alright. There's good kind of give and take. You would have to tone down like the fat shaming kind of stuff. Yeah, because that's but you could still kind of have the misogyny mm. as long as it was balanced. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Um. Yeah. So, uh, so, any trailers that worth talking about? Well, we talked. Did we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog before? Yeah, actually, we talked about that. Before. Did we? Did we? Did we not talk about it before Endgame? Man, oh. I'm not sure. But like, just to oh. like, well, we can talk then, about the fact that what a fucking shit show! Holy oh, yeah. balls, man! It's a nightmare. Um, it doesn't look great. I I hear that they're redesigning Sonic though. They are. They're which is know. kind of hilarious in its own right. It's uh, well. Do you, what was it, Neil? Remember you were saying about was it you was telling? Oh yeah, this is how I know we've talked about. Yeah, this. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I remember this part of the conversation was I was showing tweets of people complaining about it. Oh yeah. And then I saw the tweets of all right, we've heard you were going to change it, and then, and then complaining about, complain that. about yeah. them. Oh, think about all the people who's already done work on that. Can't believe you're changing it just because we complained. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. You, we yeah. did. Yeah, we did. Talk Society. About um, I don't know if I've seen. Well, uh, oh, the... there was a, sh- <coughs> a shitey trailer which you thankfully missed because you were a bit late for film. For the sun is also a star. Wait, like, wait, wait. Is that the name of the movie? That is the name of the film. Yeah. The sun is also a star. Yeah. Uh, it's the start of the trailer is a young adult. Who her and her family are getting deported from America. Uh, she bumps into some random guy who writes love poems, and he is going to prove to her in one hour, which, from the looks of the trailer, expands to one day, which 
at the end of that one day is the day she's being deported uh, and he teaches her about love so is this basically shite. like just this is another like movie in the long string of movies where it's like a teenage romance but with tragedy involved yeah like, this time, like the fault in our stars or yeah, yeah just or young, young adult fiction yeah. rather than terminal illness and did they just this, seeing this show they kind of made me think that so many people complain that superhero movies are killing cinema or they're homogenizing cinema. <coughs> Everything's yeah, it's kind of hard to deny at this point, though, that, yeah, that they're, they're absolutely I, like, making even, an impact. Even I, I, I would man them say, yes, they're making an impact in that. But I think that Between, the young adult yeah. fiction market is just as bad. There seems to be a new one of these every week. Yeah. And they're because the same they make, story. Because they make money. And they're broken. Mm. I think, like, see, the thing is, though, if, if we were younger you probably wouldn't be able to look at them and be as critical as you are about it. like Because like you're coming at this from from the point of view of an adult who has watched like a lot more complicated and serious movies than that. So like oh, for you, whenever you see these things, it just seems simplified and kind of naive even. But like, and that's what millennials are now in the new generation. It's like, just looking around, it's like all the edges have been fucking completely smoothed off a life in a way that kind of makes everybody completely toothless these days like am I out of touch no it's no, the children it's, it's, the, children. Children it's the children no we've, we're totally like uh, <laughs> we had, old, we, yeah we had it better defos yeah, and that's not an old guy thing to say yeah fuck you kids yeah man who knew that them rose tinted glasses made the past look good straight up man all you have to do is compare what Robocop's better R1 or that one that was out a few years ago <laughs> and you'll get your answer <clears throat> um but yeah uh what other trailer oh, i it was a it was a teaser trailer for batwoman the ruby rose uh, oh, yeah. thing and it's not even a thing it's just it's her in the suit it's we, that's uh, all you get we rewatched john wick chapter two we did a couple of days ago last yeah. week even yep my, my plan is to watch it tomorrow that Still is Elter. the best thing she is in because she does not speak <laughs> Yeah, but she's yeah, she's still not great. Um, but John Wick Chapter Two was was that's the second time I've watched it. Still good, still better than the first one. I thought. <clears throat> when does Chapter Two come out? Is it the twenty first? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, wow, that's soon. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, what other trailers? Did there, I there was another trailer I remember watching. Spider Man. Did we talk about that one? No, it wasn't Spider Man. I don't know if we talked about that. But I don't remember that. Yeah. All right. Well, while you're thinking about what it is, well, let's talk about that. Um, I thought that it was just all right, the trailer. And Paco, you said it when we were watching it. It looks cheap. Yeah. Just like all the visual effects and it look really just they, they, look, they look unfinished. I mean, don't get wrong. Yeah, they're probably still in post-production. No, they are. I mean, that film's <clears> out <throat> soon, though. Yeah, but in saying that, was it not... Was it Endgame or was it Infinity War, where it was like within a week of its release they'd finished and post or like we're done we've we've, we've made uh, the deadline, um, but yeah it didn't look great. Um, there's sure, there's I'm sure it'll be fine. yeah there I mean for those who are thinking about watching it but haven't you, you should really watch Endgame. But Tom Holland uh, does say at the start of it. If you've not seen Endgame, don't watch this trailer because there's massive spoilers in it. It does. It does look like uh, they're kind of sticking to Mysterio's 
general kind of story from his intro. Well, the only thing I've seen in Mysterio was that episode I watched with you when you were watching the 90s Spider-Man film. Um, sorry, TV okay. show. And um, I was like, okay, when I was watching the trailer for this, I'm like, right, so <clears throat> given what he's supposed to be, like this kind of like illusionist, this kind of magician almost, I'm like... No, he's, he just works in the special effects industry. Right. I'm like, well, I mean, not to say that that's going to be his character in this one it might be I don't it know it totally is but I'm like see the see the thing that he fights the big sand thing and I'm like wonder if this I wonder if he did that like this is all a set up yeah absolutely uh, yeah, well, that's 100% right <clears throat> in the trailer as well right okay though in saying that like I, have we spoke about this in the show before I don't know no I think I spoke to you about this after leaving Avengers mm. actually what? I didn't watch Avengers because it would have been you I spoke to about right, it right what were you going to say I, about how they're kind of making the, you kind of think from the trailer that he is going to be the villain because we all know him to be a villain. Right. But Marvel have already like played with that idea three times in mm. their movies and it kind of went against the game with it. Yeah. So the other thing being that the fact that they've got Gyllenhaal involved, I'm like, you know, he's a he's a respected actor that doesn't really need the money and whatnot. So if there's, I like to think he's took this project on because there's something there. Yeah. And he's. He is, a, as I said, a respected and actor, and I do like his uh, stuff. So I'd like to hope I, I that be on that strength alone, that there's a lot, there's going to be something special about this villain. I, I wouldn't be surprised or, if it turns out that he's not a villain. I... Uh, yeah, that that very well might be the case. So I don't know, but yeah, the trailer, it, it, I just thought it looked fine. It, it, visually, it didn't look great, but like you said, Neil, it, they're probably still in post. I do think it's kind of a bad move for them to stick so closely to the. A original comic and cartoon design of that fishbowl helmet thing is not a good look. I do know, I quite like that. Okay. Um, I don't know if I've seen any other trailer. I mean, I wasn't. I think that's the two, that and Watchmen were the only trailers I've seen. Oh, oh, it. oh, oh yeah, well, oh. yeah, yeah, that trailer looks right. Uh, it just looked like a continuation of the first one. The first one was really. Wait, uh, what are you talking about? It, chapter oh, two. Right, right. Um, the most. Who's in that again? Is it McAvoy, Bill Hader, fucking, who else? Uh, if it's McAvoy, was the one I was thinking of. Right, okay. Uh, Chastain. Chastain. Yeah. Um, I th- again, I was not a fan of the first movie. I can't believe that it's the most successful horror movie ever made, given that there's no oh, fucking no, scares I, in it. I totally can believe it, because people are idiots. Um, it's, I did not care for that film um the trailer for this one there's a lot of similar uh things about it that i remember from the part two tv adaptation um <clears throat> it looks like like neil says a continuation but they've for me they've got a lot a lot of work to do because i thought the first one was guff first one was rotten um but yeah but as, as bill Hader, jessica chastain McAvoy, impressive cast, but still, it's it. There's not enough to get me excited about it. Given the first one, I just think the first one was scary. It had no right calling itself a horror film. Do you want to talk about the older films that you watched? Oh wait, I I've seen another trailer um as well, but I I don't know how recent this is. I was down in the wee roll shop around the corner, and um the guy in there, Stephen, mm-hmm. um he's a big horror fan, and is we were a film called The Lodge. No, it's called uh, I think it's called the Terrifier, 
or just Terrifier, and it's a, a clown movie. But it uh. it looks kind of it looks like it's maybe been produced by the Sci Fi Channel, not in the sense of special Ooh. effects. It looks it looks like an indie kind of horror movie, but it looked very interesting. I was like, because the guy's like, oh, man, check that out if you like your horror. And he showed me on his phone. I'm looking. I was like, yeah, man, I can see that. You can tell it's kind of cheap. It's not a big studio movie, but there's stuff in there that's got me kind of interested. And again, we were talking about like favorite movies and things like that. He was telling me like he was in America and went to this horror show and all that. So we got some good chat of it. But I think the Terrifier, that's what it's called. So the trailer was all right. It looks like it plays with the whole um, folk um, around Halloween night. There's a couple of weirdos about. Uh, and then there's this kind of manky, really, really good looking, like, it's sorry, really uh, well, um, oh, not well produced. Um, sorry, good good design for this uh, character, design for this clown. And it plays with the idea of uh, these two folk maybe being abducted. And then there's like a house of horrors kind of thing on the go. Um, that sounds really familiar. Well, it's because it's everything the evil clown in it for Yeah, but check it out, man. I, I quite like the trailer. I did say to myself, I might watch that if I come across it. Um, so, yeah. That was the only trailers I've seen. Um, the old films I've seen. Uh, again, just scrolling through social media and it says, uh, this, this day in 2010, Iron Man 2 was released. I was like, fucking hell, man. That was nine years ago. Do you know what? I haven't seen it in a wee well. I'll give it a watch. And I don't think that film's aged very well. I mean, you didn't like it when it first came out. I think it no, actually I, I liked, improved I, the no, I liked it when it first came out. Um, again, bearing in mind, we just had Iron Man and this was the start of the MCU. But I think the reason I was like, well, it's not. it doesn't look great with age. Um, I think it's because we live in a world where... We've oh, you're your, just talking about the way it looks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like, uh, like, well, just even... Like even like Whiplash isn't a great villain. The last battle is laughable um, because nothing happens. And this is, I think, it's because John Favreau is not a brilliant action director. Um, and I think I'm mean, I'm looking at this now in a world where we've got Winter Soldier and Avengers Assemble. You know, better, better directed, better made, even better written action movies. So looking at it now, I'm like, yeah, this was still the MCU kind of starting up. And it is enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. I still enjoy it. I, I still think Sam Rockwell is fucking excellent as Justin Hammer. RDJ is brilliant uh, as Tony Stark. What they do with the character is kind of good. But I thought that um, Whiplash's whole thing was weak. Um, his whole I, I think Mickey Rourke is miscast, if I'm honest with you. I didn't think he had much to bring to the table. Is Black Widow into She yeah. is, that's her first movie. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I just, I, I enjoyed it, but I'll be honest, I, I kind of, I thought it was quite weak. That's actually like one of the, the big things, what, like re-watching Iron Man 2, is like how different a character she is in that movie compared to where she ends up uh, yeah. as the years go by. Because mm-hmm. like she is like way more manipulative in Iron Man 2 like they kind of they really dropped that trait in her like after the first Avengers movie yeah mm. um, well you kind of see well her introduction in Avengers Assemble she's supposedly being kidnapped and then she's on the phone to Coulson saying look this guy's giving yeah, me yeah. everything so you're kind of like yeah there's that but I, I mean like I suppose at the start of a Winter Soldier Winter Soldier like, she's, yeah, like she's very much kind of doing her own thing that's separate Cap doesn't from know about Cap, it, yeah. yeah but a uh, even then, though, it's like that's that's just her orders kind of thing. It's like not 
you know, like in Iron Man two, there's like a real air of like just her being untrustworthy, and that's not there later. Like they, they can always make it as if she a, thinks she's untrustworthy, but you never, as the audience, you never get that feeling. But I think it's because again in Iron Man two, she is just um, she's infiltrated Tony Stark's yeah. uh, whole organization and is in fact a spy, and then that is revealed later on. And you're like, oh, all right, well that's the big reveal. That is what it is. And then from then on, when you see in other films. They give her character type and develop. There is a bit of an arc there. You kind of see different facets of her because she is just a spy in Iron Man too. Yeah. There's not really much else going on where, um, that and the fact that like Tony thinks she's hot and etc etc. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, um, but yeah, Iron Man two is fine. But we've came we've came a long way. We'll put it like that in terms of uh, directing, writing, and character development uh, in that universe. What is that Netflix? Have you watched that on? Uh, no, because I looked for it on Netflix because I thought it was on Netflix, but no, I got it from other means. Is that, <laughs> is that a now TV effort? Was it? I no, mean, I've still I'm not put the details in. I watched it pretty recently, so like it must be on one of those. See, I thought it was on Netflix. I mean, Netflix, but like, Netflix get rid of stuff fucking so fast. Yeah, because I'm sure Doctor Strange was on there, and my mate was. It saying, was, definitely, definitely it was. was yeah. yeah, very quickly wasn't. Yeah, because I remember rewatching that on Netflix, and then my my mate Stephen at work, he'd said that he wanted to watch it. Says it's on Netflix, like couldn't find it. Do you remember the, the good old days where you could log in? A, to an American account in Netflix and it was way better. Oh, I love that. Yeah. American, really... Canadian, I the Canadian, Argentinian. The Canadian one Canadian was like the best really one. Good, yeah. Because like, yeah. the Canadian one had like all the British stuff and all the American yeah. stuff in it. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. And then they totally cracked down on that bullshit. It was terrible, man. Yeah, it was terrible. It was a sad day for the internet. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I rewatched um, a couple of Bennett Miller films. I rewatched Foxcatcher uh, and then I watched uh, Moneyball. Um, Have you ever seen the Thirty for Thirty about the about the Foxcatcher case? Yes, it's Foxcatcher, the Steve Carell film. Yes, yeah. uh, uh, about the Channing Tatum's in it, Mark Ruffalo, yeah. the wrestlers, yeah. John Dupont. Yeah, uh, I have. It's, grim. it's grim very grim. That was on. Uh, there's one on. Uh, that might be the Thirty for Thirty that's on the net. It was on Netflix, but that was grim. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember like watching that, and I found it to be slightly underwhelming. I was really, I was really looking forward to like Steve Carell's performance because it was the first time he was kind of going for a dramatic uh, role rather than the you know the line in the old "I'm going to be really loud and comedic." Um, was that before Little Miss Sunshine? No, it was after. But in yeah, saying that, I wrong. I hadn't seen Little Miss Sunshine up until that point, which is a very good movie. Um, but yeah, Foxcatcher is very good. Uh, Chad and Tatum's excellent in it. Ruffles good in it. Um, Carell's great. Uh, it's really. I was about to say name a time where Chad and Tatum isn't great in a film, but then I remembered before Twenty One Jump Street. No, like, no, he's been good in nah, that stuff. Chad and Tatum's but he was in before Twenty One Jump Street. Yeah, he was in that fucking Jupiter Rising. No, Jupiter. What the fuck? Jupiter Ascending. I've still not watched that. What a fucking was terrible it? film, man. Yeah, it's terrible. I. Uh, there's two. There's two films. Uh, he was in one of them and it's either Never Back Down or the one that's just called Fighting alright <laughs> oh, okay not everything he's good in but he's <laughs> Step he was, Up I've never seen that but I'd up, imagine so you, Step Up's alright I'd imagine like, you've seen it yeah you would actually probably like Step Up because it just it's essentially Rocky but instead of boxing it's dancing <laughs> I think uh, I just remember like what Mind, would, Mind they used to make that was loads, that was the other adult yeah. fiction of the day Dance movies. Yeah, there was Step that. Up Four. The Streets was a no. 3D effort where the guy threw the hat at the screen and I actually flinched. I thought it was Step save, Up save Two. The, the Streets. Step Up Two. No, save step... the Last Dance is probably the best of them. Uh, 
what about Honey starting Alba? No. Yeah, I never seen that a bit. That, I, I seen enough of that trailer. I was that's like, that's after my goth. time. I'd had enough of that. You know, yeah, <laughs> uh, but no, I just I remember when watching Twenty One Jump Street, and it was Chad and Tatum be really funny. Like he he did just playing the hunky uh, lead or boyfriend kind of thing. It's like no, man, this guy's a really funny actor. And then like after that, he had like Foxcatcher and things like that, which again he's great in. Um, Who was the one? The FBI one. FBI one? Was so. he not in? Was Army Hammer? Was he not in a movie with? No, you're thinking of Jay Edgar. That's Leo DiCaprio. God. Was Channing Tatum though in that as well? Channer, do you remember Channers was in um, White House yeah. Down? White House Down, yeah. And I was like, because <laughs> you had that out. It was unfortunate that yeah, it came out at the same time as Olympus Has Fallen, which yeah. was a superior movie. Absolutely. White House Down is still fun enough. It's just like you see him cutting about the white vest, and he's got the yeah. he's got his watch. And I was like, it's just John it, McLean. It's, it's just, it's just fucking... super dumb. But Olympus Has Fallen was just the same. That was just die hard as well. Uh, yeah, sick. but like it was fucking really well done though. Like that that <laughs> initial attack in the White House is like one of the best action sequences in TV. Wow, uh, White House Down is also directed <laughs> by Roland Emmerich. That's all you need to know. <laughs> You're like, Pfft. so it is. That's right. Yeah. Um, I can't get comfortable in my seat. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, Do you want to swap seats? No, I'm alright now. But yeah. Um, but Foxcatcher, for MD um, as it's seen it, it basically is the true story of um, wrestlers Mark and David Schultz, and they're hired by the DuPont family. Well, more. Um, it was Jean DuPont, who a very wealthy family in America, who wants to train Mark Schultz and. Get gain Olympic gold in the wrestling, but uh, it kind of is this kind of inner. It's kind of it's just a drama about like these two brothers who David Schultz is seen as more like the uh, the successful one. Mark Schultz um, is kind of out to prove himself, and then it, uh, Jean Dupont is also this very weird kind of millionaire who Carell plays really well. Uh, and it ends in a tragedy. I won't say too much, but um, it's a very good movie. Um, Moneyball, uh, written by Aidan Sorkin, directed by Bennett Miller. It's got uh, Brad Pitt, Chris Jonah Pratt, Hill. Jonah Hill, um, <coughs> uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, yeah, again, basically. Mind, mind when Philip Seymour, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman died. Yeah. It, it seemed dead weird that he'd been a junkie all that time. Yeah, I think I guess <clears throat> something was like, right, oh man, it was a heroin. I was like, fuck, was yeah. it, man? Just because you just you would never think it. Yeah. But there you go, Ben. Saying that just because he's a big dude is that because usually when you think of junkies, yeah. it's like they're all yeah. mega fucking scrawny. Mm. I guess so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, Moneyball is the true story of um, the Oakland A's and their unbeaten run, um, managed by. Brad Pitt's character Billy Bean, who hires uh, Jonah Hill's character Peter Brandt, who's basically they're going against the grain of what it is to pick a baseball team. It's all about numbers and stats rather than ability. So it's like if you get some guy can gain as many runs or can get as get. I mean, I'm terrible because uh, analyzing baseball. It's all math. It's all math, yeah. But again, it was it was going against the grain of what is the the, the higher uppers and the purists of baseball. Uh, would say on how to pick a team, how to draft players, and Billy Bean and Peter Brandt uh, are the only two that think it'll work, and it does for a while. Uh, and it's, again, really well written, if you like your Aiden Sorkin scripts, which I do. 
very fast-paced dialogue. It's funny. It's endearing. Um, Brad Pitt's Do you really good. Walking, talking. Yeah, Brad Pitt's really good at it. Jonah Hill's really good at it. To be fair, everybody's good at it. Um, and again, it's if even if you're not into your baseball. Is there any conversation in the zinger? Uh, a couple of them do, yeah. It is very much a Sorkin movie. You yeah. could, you, you, there's a few zingers yeah. or there's a few unexpected zingers. Are like, no, no, you don't really. It's it's just good, man. Have you not seen it? No, nah, I've never ever fancied it. But that's what I'm saying. No, like, see, I see, social networks. So. See, no, a, like uh, I like Aidan Sorkin for all. So do I. For all his crimes. Like uh, a <laughs> newsroom season one in the West Wing are absolutely excellent. Mm. Charlie Wilson's War, excellent. Mm-hmm. Like uh, even that. Film that came out like last year, Molly's Game was mm-hmm. pretty decent. That was good, uh, right? but yeah, like Social Network just bored me to fucking tears, and Moneyball looked like more of that. So um, just avoiding. Uh, I think you'd enjoy it, Neil. Um, again, you don't necessarily have to be into baseball or whatever. It's more how the subject is tackled and the people involved in it. You know, what I mean, it's not. It's not so much. Was that on the Netflix? Uh, yes. Or is it? Or was it Amazon Prime? Someone in. Either way, I got. Yes. Um, we well, yeah. talk about that little unknown film, The Running Man, that you watched. Yeah. Oh my god! I can't, actually, what can movie. I do? Um, what a movie! I Incredible. We had a better back there, in our there days, kids. A, there was a period where I lived. Um, oh, it must be the four flats ago by now, where I was so lazy when I'd come in from work at night. I'd go, I'd get all my stuff together, get to bed, and realize I hadn't. Chosen a DVD or anything because I never got a TV signal in that room. So for like six nights running, I watched The Running Man, and then it chased Predator, and the cycle continued. Mm. That's a good cycle, then. And it's been a while since I've watched The Running Man, a film that I've probably seen, probably seen The Running Man most of all films. Really? Wow. Wow, man. Just, just because it's really easy to watch. Rocky Balboa oh, yeah. is probably that for me because mm-hmm. I went through like a period that every time I'd been out drinking, it was a film I stuck on to go to sleep. To. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's short enough that it doesn't overstay a welcome of a late night viewing. Yeah, I uh, the Running Man. I, I when I was wee, uh, my mum and my mum, my nan, and myself came to Glasgow every year to get like. Christmas shopping and things like that. Plus, I had relatives here, and I just I remember her coming in the door one time, and she had a double video box set, and it was the Running Man and the Terminator, and she'd bought me the Lost Boys. Now, my mum doesn't watch films or go to the cinema, so she managed to pick three belters where I'm like, mm. purely because Arnold Schwarzenegger was in two of them, and I don't know why. Maybe because. I, not that I was mega into vampires or that, but I was like, The Lost Boys is again a classic, but my mum just seemed to pick the right films for me to watch, and I've loved them since. But yeah, I watched The Running Man and The Terminator to death. Like, the tape was fucked. That's how much yeah, I loved yeah. it. Well, like, watching it the other night, I really kind of, I get really, really into it. You should. And um, it's, see, the for those who don't know The Running Man, it's a dystopian future where... America is a fascist nation and television essentially is the second branch of government. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Army gets framed, uh, has a prison break, but gets caught by the TV show and has to go on it. And the TV show is essentially a boss rush to the death. Yeah, mm. it's kind of the Hunger Games before the Hunger yeah, Games. Yeah, it's kind of the Hunger Games. It actually surprised me how much of the concept Hunger Games 
kind of lifted from it. Yeah. Um, but it's a perfect satire of television of the, of that age. Yeah. Those style of game shows. Mm-hmm. However, the world that it's set in mm-hmm. is a perfect sat- satire of where we're kind of going at yeah. the moment. Yeah. I mean, like it's when I think about the Running Man, it really strikes the similar chord to all the game shows and stuff, the fake game shows you see in uh, Paul Verhoeven's Robocop stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like really similar to the point where now I'm trying to think, like Verhoeven didn't direct that though, right? No. Man. No. He, no. no. Who was that? It was uh, Paul Michael Glazer, who I'd never ever thought to look her up, mm-hmm. but it was Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Also, um, the story of the Running Man is based on a short, well, as I guess a novella, yeah. Richard Bachman. But yes, that's Stephen King's pseudonym yeah. for some of his... Uh, but in the screenplays by Stephen E. D'Souza, who also did Die yeah. Hard. Die Hard and... Very, Street Fighter 2? Well, yeah, he, Street he, Fighter, he, yeah. directed he directed Street, Street Fighter, Fighter and that was the end of his career. And he also co-written, he co-wrote uh, Commando as well. Right, yeah. He basically had this brilliant period of time where a, a shit-hot action movie was probably co-written by him Fighter. or story by... I'll always I'll forgive him even for Street Fighter man I will forgive him because oh, that yeah. man's responsible for some of the best fucking eighties ladies action movies. The script's amazing because like the film rattles on at a really good pace, mm-hmm. and every <laughs> fucking army every line the army has is a fucking zinger. Yep, There's, that's what that's just, what Ar- that's yeah, Arnie one liner after one yeah, liner. It's him firing out shot after shot after shot, <laughs> and they're all a belter. They are. Who, who's your your favorite? Is it? Champion, what do they call them? Stalker. 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 Uh, I'm a fan of the old Sub Zero. Oh man, I, I knew I knew you were gonna say Sub Zero for some reason. I wish I, I wish I could guess it. Paco, oh, you ma, I'm gonna say. You're a man. Oh, no, no, yeah, you're a buzzsaw man. No, are you not? Dynamo. No. no, not even Captain like... Freedom. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Captain... Is that is that purely because Captain Freedom? Is so fucking daft. Yeah, yeah. It's because he also just realizes how much of a shit show the whole situation is as well. Like when he's like uh, behind the scenes, he's got like the fucking plastic <laughs> arm that Aye. looks shiny and metal and stuff. But like even before that, hey, when Arnie's in a uh, the woman's house, what's her name? Oh, it's a montage. Yeah, the, like he's he's just doing like a kind of weightlifting. Yeah. Like a, like it's a, a, it's the, a fitness video. The, the best bit of that is Arnie's just left. Uh, just lifted her up and she's going because I said please and it just cuts to that video and he just kind of jogs Joggy, yeah he jumps in and kind of just Aye. like does a big pose and goes oh, and then, jo- oh, then jogs away yeah. yeah, it's amazing. That yeah. stuff is amazing. There, that a lot. That one that of my crazy one, weirdo Jesse Ventura is brilliant in that film. He really is amazing in it. One of my favorite. <laughs> it's all again. We've talked about how I like a good picture in that in a film. There's <laughs> a picture where. It's like it's coming to Captain Freedom's turn to kind of maybe go out there and do his part, and he looks at a picture of himself, and it's just him in his gear, but he's in a fucking like a garden or something like. That. I was like, who took that? And what a really weird thing is like, is he in the is he in his back garden in his gear <laughs> with his wee fucking kind of wrestler pose? But yeah, Captain Freedom is great. Yeah. Um, Richard Dawson's amazing in it as well. Yeah, and again, he was. Uh, a real life game show host. Um, and was it the Price is Right? Yeah, Price is, yeah. right. is that Killian's name? Killian. No, is it Family, Family Feud? Feud. Family it was Feud. Family Feud. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Killian's name. Would you want a shot on like that kind of sled thing that kicks you into the first one? I, I, yeah, but <laughs> it's it looks really good. But 
We were talking about this before we actually we started recording. One of the things is, apart from everything Neil said is 100% correct, I agree with that. The other great thing about these kind of 80s action movies, like your Commando and like Running Man, is when you can pick apart all the kind of daft bits about it, but it mixes so well with it. And part of it is the actual getting to that arena, like via those wee things, the the kit the, the the package they get and how they make Arnie look like a fucking a murderer. You're like, how the fuck did they edit all this and where did they get that? You know, it's all this, you know, just because you're not that it takes anything away from the film. You're just like, who the fuck is all this? How is all this possible? Why is Fleet? Why was Mick Fleetwood the leader of this resistance and Dweezil Zappa's as pal? I love the fact that the sound just called everything just goes on. He's like, just Mick. yeah, because at one point does, he is just Mick Fleetwood because yeah. he at one point does he say yeah they did all that with my songs? I'm like yeah. oh he is just he is Mick just, Fleetwood, <laughs> not just you're just we're gonna have you to film Mick because why not? It's no you end up leading the resistance. Um. It's a fantastic piece of cinema. Oh, what song is it? Please, at the credits. It is Restless uh, Hearts. Restless Hearts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By John Parr. Superb. Great it's music a, video it's as well. A different version from the one that's on uh, Spotify. Mm. Um. <laughs> Running Man is a good movie. There's so movie, much yeah. good shit in it, and that's and that's the other thing we were talking about. How Schwarzenegger's power throughout is fantastic. It's brilliant. Um, it's just a cheeky da- Damon Killian way. is. I'm going to live to see you eat that contract, but leave enough room for my face before I ram it into your stomach and break your goddamn spine. Absolutely amazing. See, like, da- like Richard Dawson is not an actor, but he is such. Oh, he is. Richard Dawson. Really? Yeah. I thought he was um, a game show. No, he started off as an actor. He was originally in Hogan's Heroes. Wow, all right, so in the and, 60s. And, yeah, it's weird that I came across that. That was when I was in Mexico I came across that. It was weird. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to say, he's such a natural <clears throat> in it. He's yeah. so good at it. Um, all the, like, all the, well, I say all the stalkers. Uh, Fireball's they're, all right in it. Like they, they all they all do the job that they're supposed to do. Yeah, and, and again, they're all big dumb wrestler figures. Yeah, um, and com- like Dynamo is straight out of a fucking video game. Absolutely, Dynamo is hilarious. Yeah. the actual you the actual show itself, Running Man, just how they fucking completely like you said, there's like a branch of government. Just when they find um, Arnie's misses in it. And they just set her up and put her in the game. You're like, there's no way they could just do that. This is the future that we're all coming to. Such a great bit in that when they're like trying to fucking smear her name to the public to make people hate her. It's like she had three relationships in the one year. Yeah. It's like she cheated, <laughs> how, she cheated on this she, exam and she did this. This is totally the future that's yeah. coming. This puritanical fascist bullshit. Oh, three relationships in a year. was making it as if it's like a criminal thing. Mm. And again, we were talking about how every time it cuts to like a member of the crowd of the of the Running Man game show, it's, it's all these ordinary blo- schmo. bloodthirsty pensioners. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable! Like, and then every time someone's dying, they're cheating because yeah. they're getting like the Running Man board game. They're getting a video, yeah. and it's, <laughs> it's 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 so accurate to those shows. It's, yeah. And I, I, it is. It's very, very good, man. I, I, I do. I adore yeah. that film so much um, I don't know if I've got a favourite stalker it's probably Buzzsaw because 
the bit where you see Buzzsaw's intro's really great, where some wee guy comes up to him in the middle of a crowd and he fucking punches him. He's like, did you see that? Buzzsaw just punched me! Like, he's mega excited about the but fact that he's fucked Buzzsaw his nose. Buzzsaw is a Scott Steiner of that operation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, he's got that He's got that brilliant line. He's like, this saw's a part of me, now I'm going to make it part of you. And then Arnie's like, that's alright, keep, keep it. it. Yeah. And again... Something we miss in that we were talking about Robocop as well, similar to Running Man. I love how gory and yeah. just how they all that... actually, like you say that, but like that part, that specific part, you don't see anything. You it's see all blood, implied. you see blood pissing out all over the place. I don't think yeah, you, you do. Don't you see don't see a lot of it. There's never as much. Are you as sure? You yeah, like yeah. you're just remembering there's, there's that. enough for you to for it to yeah. be visual, <clears throat> but it's not hunters and hunters. And the bit where Sub Zero gets his fucking again, you don't see his neck getting snapped, yeah. but. In the process of the barbed wire getting wrapped around him, it's took his fingers as well. Yeah. And you see the wee blood peeing out the finger hole. I said, like, oh man, this is great. I, like, we, talked, we talked about Robocop not that long ago on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I remember... I, <laughs> I, I remember saying that I think the Robocop is a perfect film. Mm-hmm. I get the same amount of enjoyment as Robo, out of Robocop as I do out of The Running Man. Okay. How much of that's nostalgia, though? Like, how much? I mean, those no, are because those I, are really, really good movies. And like, no, because I'm now I'm in the position now where everything gets watched with a critical eye. Critical eye. Yeah. It's a curse. Yeah. Um, but no, the nostalgia doesn't play the part on that. I think they hold up just as well today as they did then. Robocop One, like I've I've seen a bunch of times, but like I've never really got the same. Kind of attachment to that is it like Robocop um, Two is the one I've watched all the no. time growing up. So like, it's the one I think about when I think about Robocop. Actually, uh, we haven't talked about Dynamo. <laughs> he's a great stalker as well, <laughs> singing his fucking and that he's like completely useless. Like he just yeah. shows up and gets his ass handed. He's to like him fucking just he's singing his fucking opera and then he's got his, his wee co- car. He's got his wee it's he's even... got his wee car and that he's outsmarted by a hill. Yeah, like, <laughs> even just how pathetic he is like later on when like she does the whole you're nothing but a useless moron no a dickless moron with a battery up his ass Aye. and then his comeback is I'll show you dickless. It's like how, that's not a cool comeback. And why like... is he wandering the holes in his pants? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, fan, fantastic movie. Um, well, you actually did go to the cinema this week. Uh, uh, I, I did. I talk about the Ted Bundy film I think, last week. I think you did. Yeah, I did. I, I think, think so. yeah. I vaguely remember. The yeah. I, I seem to recall Ted Bundy chat. Yeah, you, you did. You did. Right, well, okay. We we certainly have talked about it um, either here on Starbucks. It, <laughs> pretty much if the, I didn't, it was all right. Nothing to think home, so think home about. Pretty much the only movie that I wanted to watch that came out this week was Detective Pikachu. Right, okay, well, do you want me to talk about Amazing Grace first? Go for it. Um, Amazing Grace, the documentary about uh, the recording of the album of the same name by Aretha Franklin uh, was... Um, was delightful. It's a delightful mm. film. It's more. It's not the right. Okay, the years nineteen seventy one. Aretha Franklin's had twenty albums, had more hit songs than you can shake a stick at. So for her next album called Amazing Grace, she has chosen to record a gospel album, uh, and record it live in front of an audience in a gospel. 
church. In a church, yeah. To get that yeah. authentic feeling, and it's being recorded over two nights. Sydney Pollock was hired to make a film about it, mm. uh, but due to technical difficulties, the film never ever came out. Mm. So this is essentially this footage. Yeah. Um, and it's supposed to be a documentary about making of an album, which it is, but it plays a lot more like a concert film because essentially you're just seeing the two days. Because uh, I think mm. a lot of the lost footage might have been the kind of around it. Is this a documentary or is this an actual movie? It's a concert film. Yeah. But like, is it Aretha Franklin that's in it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's not like someone pretending. It's, it's or... historical document. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say if it, the way you're making it sound, it's it's kind of like the last waltz. Where yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of it's kind of got that kind right. of feel to it. Right. And <clears throat> I sat mesmerized for a good while of this because the vocal performance. Uh, is absolutely fantastic. It looked yeah. in the trailer. Yeah, like gospel is one of these things that, like, I'm, I don't believe in any god, but gospel music, when if it's done well, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a gospel church in the Byers Road in Glasgow. Yeah, my job now. Where go to that? Well, you see that man, but it sounds like it could be a great laugh. No, but that's it. Right, okay. This is this is gospel music without the the god religion. Getting thrown down your, getting put down your throat around uh, it. I was thinking about the, the, the album cover for the Gospel According to Spinal Tap. <laughs> What's the cover? It's the it's like a fucking religious window. It's like all them doing like you know their fucking religious poses. Man. It's not as good as um, intravenous like. intravenous de Milo or shark or shark sandwich. Uh, <laughs> is the cover for shark sandwich actually a? It's a sandwich with shark fins going around excellent, it. Excellent. But it's. As a as a piece of history, um, like a snapshot of that era, so also it's a really good film. Um, kind of seen, uh, kind of seen how they used to do things in terms of the setup. Uh, kind of still seeing it's that nineteen seventy one that crossover from the sixties into the seventies. Seeing what's kind of been held over. Uh, you kind of get a lot of crowd shots, seeing how people react to the music, cause it, cause it's, um, cause they're doing it essentially in the style <clears> of <throat> as if they were doing a mass. Uh, seeing all these people getting dead into it, dead emotionally into it. Uh, there's a, okay, so there's two, there's two bits which were hilarious, which one of them is you see Mick Jagger in the crowd at the back, yeah, and then during one song. It cuts to him, and he's t- so taken with with the music. His hands clapping, his head shaking, eyes as dead as a shark, cold dead eyes. He's out. He's absolutely been going mad for this uh, gospel music. And the other bit is, is a woman who um, she gets identified during one of the speaking bits uh, as somebody. Um, and during the song, she gets out of her chair and she's so taken with Jesus Christ and the music that she kind of ambles over like like a like a kind of Walking Dead zombie, and she has to get huckled because she's trying to get to Franklin, <laughs> and it's just the camera keeps cutting awesome. between Franklin singing, everything's all right, nothing's happening. Then this woman getting huckled because she's pure possessed by the Lord. <laughs> is it? It's okay. Is it as good great. as the church sequence in the Blues Brothers? They, they play a song that's in that. Yeah. 
that's, it's that's a, great. It's, 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 a, it's a really interesting, if you like that kind of music, you won't be disappointed with it. The one weird thing that I okay. found is Franklin <clears throat> never talks to the audience. Alright, like, she's just like just song no, after song kind of thing. Um, because the way it's set up, as I said, they've set it up as if it is like a religious event. Uh, it's our pal, uh, the Reverend James Cleveland, is like he's the one that introduces the songs, and she's like, just like the choir girl. It's, right. It's an interesting setup, and then once the show's over, it's like, all right, cheers, go with God, other road. See Can't the see there. the pure zombie lassie, right? See, it's, see, it's, see a, when, it's a woman who looks in her 60s isn't it? <laughs> see there's, she's... A, there's another woman sorry just one of the there's another woman that gets introduced uh, her name's Clem Day or something like that mm-hmm. um, she's supposedly this big wig in the gospel community mm-hmm. and when she gets introduced mind that bit in uh, American Gangster where uh, he's got the big uh, the big jacket the big jacket so she cuts down this, this aisle like fucking Denzel Washington and American Gangster. That's pretty big, sweet. Full, uh, this big wheel for jacket. Aye. White dress, spangles everywhere. Massive. Oh, that was amazing. That sounds brilliant. No, my question being about the zombie woman was, uh, see when she's trying to get to Franklin, is Franklin kind of like no. singing, but her oh, kind of no, eyes she's... are looking as if, say, right, looking around, seeing this seeing this event happening, thinking, shit, is she going to get to me? No, she's going to stay the day doing the song. Everyone else around her is going fucking out their minds, going <laughs> Get this home and stop. <laughs> that sounds brilliant. How long was it? It was like an hour and a half? It's, I believe it's 88 <clears throat> minutes. Yeah, start, start to finish. I think I might go check it, that out. I did like the trailer. It's, yeah, it's a good spend your time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like a biopic thing. Like I didn't realise it was... I, I thought I thought there would be more kind of stuff like that in it. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't really know the story about so is it. So is it like through. just song heavy? Is it like it's mostly pretty, just... It's pretty much all songs. It's all the recording of the actual album. Right. Cool. There's only there's like one bit where it cuts to a bit of rehearsal footage. Apparently like she was a total nightmare uh, in the Blues Brothers because like when they had to like do the actual audio for the, the recording mm-hmm. of the film because like she never sings a song the same way twice ever. Yeah. Getting her to sing it in a way where what was coming out of her mouth actually matched. To consistently yeah. for the editing now. Like apparently her and Cab Calloway were both like, you know, they're, they're that kind of experience where like they don't sing a song the same way all the time. So it was like, yeah. getting getting it to sync up was like an absolute yeah. chore. But apparently like Cab Calloway was... A dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I know, well, because... Was it, was it? Is it? Is she the she the Queen of Soul? Is that what the, she's known as? Uh, queen of Soul, um, First Lady of Music. Right, because I remember like she was like she's like that's her moniker or whatever yeah. is the Queen of Soul, and apparently Beyonce and introduced Tina Turner as that one time, and Franklin was in the audience and wasn't happy, and I'm like, dude, I, I mean, it's Tina like Turner's come on, I'm, I'm just saying, no, I'm, I'm just saying, it's like you're getting mad because someone's used your nickname wrong or whatever. I mean, come on, you know what I mean, she's not, she's worth half for that nickname. Yeah. She's not an actual queen though, is she? You know what I mean? Maybe if you had a moniker and somebody else used it, yeah. Tommy, you'd be unhappy. Maybe she demands your respect. Respect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, go and see. I, I enjoyed it. It's a good. I'm more likely to go watch it, that. It's, it's a good way yeah. to spend two hours once you take into account the trailers and adverts. Cool. Nah. I, I did like the trailer, but I I didn't really 
I didn't know what it was. You yeah. know what I mean? But that's that's cool. Yeah, it's a wee concept film. So, right. So you went and seen stuff. Pikachu. Yay! <coughs> are we spoiling? Are we not spoiling? What are we doing? Can you spoil it? I mean, like in the trailer. You, yeah, you get the rest <coughs> of things from the trailer. They, they pretty much. Uh, like I, I suppose they don't like let you really know what the main threat is in yeah. the trailer, but that becomes evident within the first ten to fifteen minutes. Yeah. Right. Of the movie. Before before we get into it, right? Bill as, Nye's in it. Who's the bad guy? Bill Nye. Hey! If it's not him, it's Dylan Skarsgård uh, <laughs> or Christopher Plummer. Um, right. So, as someone who's not heavy into the Pokemon, I've only seen the trailer. I haven't seen the film. Right. I got a couple of questions. Uh, do you need to be heavy in the no. Pokemon? That, that, that's the thing I found really good about it was I could take my mum to see that film and yeah. she'd know what a Pokemon is, what kind of happens, why things are where they are. The biggest factor on whether or not you will like this film is whether or not you like Deadpool. Okay. Because this is a child's version of Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, and not just because of Ryan Reynolds being in it, but like but in certain, some so scenes, much of the humor, yeah. so much of the humor is exactly the same. Very meta, very yeah. place yeah. to the audience. Yeah, right. yeah. Like I mean, it doesn't break the fourth wall, but it may as well. A lot of time, like Pikachu seems very, very aware of the situation that they're in. Right. Uh, throughout the course of the film, uh, um, but like, is it? My God, is does, it funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I laughed a lot. The decent action that moves at a a kind of good pace. Like it looks amazingly impressive. There's a there's a lot of shots of Pikachu kind of close up, and it's totally a it's so fucking adorable. Light goes on this far end. Yeah, fucking real and adorable. Good, the fucking absolutely cutest little mouth at all time, man. Like that is the most expressive CGI animal I've ever seen. That is some of the uh, some of the best work I've seen in a long time. Cool. Like that is, I mean, like you're never going to look at them and think, "My God, they look like they could exist in the real world." Yeah. But like you look at them and think, "Fucking hell, they all look great." So you you are in your Pokemon pack or are this you your Pokemon? Is film? a modern day Who Framed Roger Rabbit is exactly what that film is. Now yeah. I think about it. Yeah. Oh man, that makes me want to see even more. I love yeah. that movie. Which which lifts storyline so much from so from many it. different films. Yeah. Alright, I thought you were going to say from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. No, it does. Like, no, it does from that, but also I like, figured stuff out it, already. It, pull, it pulls stuff from Zootopia, it pulls stuff from yeah. oh, like old noir movies. Yeah, there's so much in it. It's... Cool. So, I mean, as, as I was going to ask you, you're in your Pokemon, Paco. Um, as someone who likes their Pokemon, are you in Pokemon? Well, yeah, not really. <laughs> you said so that. I played. I played a bunch of it, but no, I've he's like, I'm in it. But what's my excuse? Like, remember? No, like I, I, I always want them to make a good Pokemon game because the potential there. But like, most of the games are okay. like really boring and like way more stripped down than they should be like right, right. they're still making them like right, so really my, fucking shit right, my TV question is this right, like, so way you, longer than they should have done my question is this you're very familiar with Pokemon and that world and the Pokemon uh, the, the Pokemon involved right because you know that and are involved a bit did that heighten it when certain jokes hit or certain no. characters were introduced? No. Nothing like that? No. The, all the comedy is completely independent of the fact that this is a Pokemon movie. Yeah. Like, the only thing, it's like, the amount of times that you see shots where there's just Pokemon in the background, and like, if you know yeah. the, the things, you can be like, oh, that's that one. I recognise that one. But that's it. I, I did, I, that was the thing I felt it did really well, was 
not get lost in the tropes of yeah. Pokemon. Well, yeah, I mean, to that's... try and pander to your kind of hardcore fans. Though, like, it's it still it was really accessible. It still had stuff though, where like things like a the the cut about in a car for a bit of this, like a the reporter's car, and like originally I thought it was just like one of those smart cars that you get in our mm-hmm. world in the real world. Mm-hmm. But then, like, when you look kind of closer at it, it's actually a realistic interpretation of what the pixel art cars from the Game Boy game would look like if they were actually real cars. All right. Like, so they're all, like, really compact and squared off, but, like, you know, with no sharp edges because it's, like, a total kind of... Right. Okay. It's just, it's a really weird, subtle thing to look at. Like, you, like most people, I would imagine, wouldn't even think yeah, twice about it. Yeah, But, like, the, I thought, like, just the fact that, like, that sort of thing is in there, you know. There's like a, a few right. things where the design of stuff has been modified to like be identifiable as something we would see in real life, but within the Pokemon universe, it's kind of okay. it's weird. I I would say overall, like there seems to be like a lot of care and effort put into that film. Just yeah. start to finish. It's a it's a film that certainly has solid ideas of what it wants to be. It, no, it is a fucking kids film. Yeah, what I said to you it was it was very much kids film in the way that it's structured, where event happens, event happens, event happens. There's no kind of breathing space yeah. mm. for things to kind of what, what for kind of exposition, which we normally get in kind of adult. Right. Like for for a detective movie, <laughs> being a detective is in the name for it. Like it's a very cursory my first detective story kind of yeah. thing where they only really follow one or two leads before they just unravel yeah. everything. It kind of rattles along at that kind of pace and then you get a bit of chunk of exposition that it just rattles again. What about character and development? There is enough of it. There's there's enough, there's again, enough it's of all it. like really basic though. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, I'd imagine that's there, the case. There's enough of it for the two characters that you actually care about because everybody else is kind of secondary. Yeah. Like even the kind of the more budding romance between him and the porter doesn't doesn't you don't really care enough because your focus is here's this guy here's this cute I mean to be fair I don't even really care about him either no you you were just there for Pikachu yeah Yeah. I I liked the kind of the bonding bits yeah I I don't know all his his stuff was just a wee bit too kind of convenient like you know none of it felt like an actual good character it just felt like he was there because he needed to because you couldn't just had Pikachu on his own I I think they could have done a wee bit more work with that, but like again though, the the film's fun, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. Like yeah, I I put that down more to the that structure where it's just trying to rattle through your yeah. set pieces. Okay, but and my was, fuck is Pikachu fucking adorable. I, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed this film, yeah. and yeah, Pikachu is fucking adorable. Right, okay. Most of the Pokemon are, apart from Mister Mime, who is terrifying. Or, or like yeah, they're either adorable. Or fucking horrendous, yeah. but that's what they're going for, though. Right. Like, yeah, and that Mister Mime scene gets dark. Yeah, there's parts where like they almost try and make it like a kind of uh, alien esque horror movie, but like it's for kids still. So like, there's never really any proper kind of tension there. But it's got like a yeah. lot of tropes that you would see in an alien movie. There's mild terror. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah well, you, I, you I, really I mean, I was gonna watch it anyway, but. I was in no rush to see it, but you've certainly talked up a better game than what yeah, I thought it'd yeah. be. It's like you you hear a lot of people uh, talking about Shazam, like really enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, that skewed too much towards being like a, a movie specifically for kids. Mm. Whereas, like in this one, like it is undeniably a kids' film, but so much of Ryan Reynolds' dialogue is the kind of yeah, it's, it's an hour level. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny for children. 
because he's just being kind of sarcastic and you know a wee bit abrasive but like almost all the time there's like some kind of innuendo there that you're not going to understand if you're a child but as an adult you're like fucking yeah. did he just say that kind of thing like cool okay um mm. yeah it's it's not like for kids and adults the same way a pixar movie is right it's like it's very specifically I was in like a trailer that i saw toy, toy story 4, four. Mm. that looks really disappointing yeah it's, it's very much like a lot of his dialogue is like specifically aimed at adults okay without being above pg right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, really, really basic that. plot really kind of short running length yeah. but it's just enjoyable it's just kind of fun from start to end you don't, like, you don't really get a chance to be bored because of how fast it moves was it sold out no no, no. i mean oh. this is like midweek though the schools yeah. are in so yeah that's true yeah if you'd went to watch it yesterday and you like you'd planned uh, during the day i would imagine that would have been a fucking riot yeah it would have been horrendous of you yeah well i mean yeah. the, the saturday when i attempted to go see it it was i mean my my, my phone my battery had run out and I had to, rather than do it online, I did it the old-fashioned way and went up to the desk and asked the guy, uh, I got a ticket to Detective Pikachu sold out. And I'm like, well, it's Saturday, but still sold out? Really? Especially, yeah, like you uh, wanted to go... Not, was this not like the first day or first weekend? Or? It, yeah, that's saying it was. It was the 10 past 5 show I tried to get to. But... On a Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you wanted to go yesterday during the day when the football was on, so it would all have been just all yeah. the mothers with their kids. Yeah, that's true. Well, I see. Only... There was only two noisy children in the showing. Was and... there even? I didn't hear anything. Was that? No. Maybe I was maybe more aware of them because I knew they were there from the start. Right. So I was kind of attuned to it. Mm. Attuned to it. Yeah. I need to catch that. I mean, it's not like amazing or anything. It's just fun. Yeah, it's a solid kids movie. Right. I wouldn't say go out your way. To watch it though, like it's I not like know, you, know, you need to see this yeah. film. But no, what, but what you were going to see that or the hustle? Yeah. No, um, fucking Godzilla God, I'm, monsters I'm, next I'm, week. I'm probably going to see the hustle. Is that on Friday? It's Nick, I think it's the twenty first that comes out. Yeah. Um, fucking that looks I, great, I, man. I, I don't think it does. Oh, it really does. Like I just see that shot good. of Ghidorah just like a like flying up into the air. That looks absolutely brilliant, man. No, I, I don't really care about that film. Uh, I, I, could, I really want to see that that's no. could right on my street yeah. Yeah. John Wick 3 is my thing 29th Wednesday 29th. 29th damn it that's fucking further away than I was uh, hoping for yep uh, it's John Wick 3 this mm-hmm. uh, I will have to watch John Wick 2 yeah should probably do that tomorrow hey, is that the end of the show I don't think we've got anything that's else us. that's us that's us for this week the um yeah I think it's, so, it's just John Wick 3. Uh, uh, Beats. You've never seen the trailer for that? Uh, it's a, I think it's a it's a British movie about the rave scene. It is indeed. It's about Scottish people. It looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like, see, ever since seeing Mission Impossible 3 in the cinema in Spain, and that bit where you think it's Tom Cruise, but it's not Tom Cruise, he pulls his head off. Dougie Scott. Dougie you mean Scott Mission goes, Impossible 2? Yeah. Right. That's what I said. You said 3. You said Sorry, 2. <coughs> and Dougie Scott goes, Alright, let's get the fuck out of here. And you're just sitting there dead embarrassed. Does he say get Scott. the fuck out of here? <laughs> I don't recall that, but I, I mean, thought it was funnier. It's like there's some Dougie Scott bits in films 
we're like fair enough like the bit in Twin Town where he looks at the big plaque in the, the uh, ground he's like pretty shitty city is like fair enough man that actually worked pretty well with yeah. a Scottish accent it's, just, it's so embarrassing when you're surrounded by yeah. all these folk and it's like, or oh, even like watching the, the more recent Star Wars movies and like there's that X-Wing pilot that had like a Scottish accent oh, and every time he spoke I was just like oh god just go away yeah. and then in yeah. the no it was still Force Awakens as well it when that Force guy Awakens. the guy shows up on the the Han Solo's kind of rig Aye. thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Han Solo! I was like, yeah. you never speak again. Leave yeah. this industry. Just leave don't this, ever talk. Leave this industry. <laughs> um, oh, well, no doubt. I'll, I'll definitely have seen either... Well, definitely have seen John Wick 3. Um, and I'll try and fit in Detective Pikachu. And maybe, I'd imagine Amazing Grace try and get that as soon as, because that'll probably be gone soon enough. Yeah, I'll be gone by my drink, probably. Yeah. I would imagine that'll make way for... I know, John Wick will be on a bigger screen. Mm. I mean, Endgame's still going to be taking up a lot of space. Yeah, that's uh, set, Ca- set. Captain Marvel still on as well, isn't it? Yeah, Endgame is second most successful movie ever made. I thought it yeah, was. Did you see? Is it um, not the most successful now? It might have taken over. I think it was at seven hundred thousand to go. Mind, mind that time, Big Jim Cameron was on the Twitters yeah. and stuff, going, "Oh, superhero movies are dying. Nobody wants them anymore." And then he was on the Twitters all week, going. Oh, good! Well, well done, Avengers yeah. Endgame. You're all that good. Oh, can I get uh, into Marvel? He movie? said something along the lines of it took Frick. a. I say like, it took an iceberg to sink the Titanic. It took uh, the Avengers to, to uh, sink my Titanic. Well done, uh, guys. Superb. Up, and I'm like, man, I bet he's raging at that. <laughs> Go away, make an Avatar sequel. See, that's the thing, though. Like, if he was like as stuck up as he is, but had been making like really fucking good movies for the past couple of decades. Then you'd be like, fair enough, Jim Cameron, you can fucking say things that are disparaging yeah. about action uh, superhero movies, but your fucking last bunch of films have all been dog shit. Co-produced, so, uh, what is it, a Battle Angel. Yeah. Uh, don't know why he co-produced that, but he hasn't directed anything in a decade. Fucking Avatar was immense. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, Titanic. A- Avatar, I Avatar is the most popular film that everybody has seen once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, I'm I'm a human. I was like, I, I remember when you used to make films like True Lies, solid action efforts. Why don't you just do that now rather than oh I need to make my toy better, and then shoot a film that's completely forgettable, ex- except for the visuals, and, and nothing else matters. Even the visuals weren't. Yeah, yeah, I never thought the visuals were that great. Yeah. No, but again, we've said that for avatars. It just looked like a fucking Final Fantasy. It's purely movie. there to show that technology because the fucking story and the f- characters and everything's shit, shit. Nobody at and it's like I think they were doing pretty well with the not swearing thing for like a while there, but I'm pretty sure you just dropped four f bombs in the one sentence again. Probably, um, but Neil's right <laughs> though, man. It's like nobody asked for like he's like oh Jim Cameron's finished the script for Avatar three. It's like man, he's not even yeah. shot the second one, so who cares? <clears throat> Yeah. And it's been a decade. I'm sure. No, I'm sure. I read the second one. The start of the treaty. The Kate Winslet had finished her bits on it. <sighs> Who cares? Yeah, no. Like. Who cares? I'll just watch dances with wolves. Wait a minute. I just had some form of brain fart. Oh no! You said Kate Winslet, but you're talking about Avatar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, for some reason I was like, I thought you were actually saying that he was making a Titanic 2 there. I was like, what? What's going on? But, yeah, okay. <laughs> there probably is some... There probably is some asylum-produced Titanic 2 
or oh, I, some sci-fi one hundred percent a Titanic there's a, two. There's a Futurama episode called Titanic Two where they make a, a spaceship called the Titanic, it's and a then great <laughs> Zach Brannigan is the the captain of it. Oh, gets, say no more about it. It's amazing. He gets tasked with uh, just like getting it to safe harbor. And like when he looks at the navigation chart, it's a straight line. He's like that line's boring. Oh yeah, I, I've here's, seen that. Here's a route with some chest here, and he just draws like a big <laughs> scribble, but it goes through a black hole. Here's a route with some chest here. That, that's boring. <laughs> I kind of want to watch that. Uh, Titanic two, twenty ten. There you go. On the hundredth anniversary of the original voyage. Modern luxury liner christened Titanic 2 follows the path of its namesake, but when a tsunami hurls an iceberg into the new ship's path, oh the my god, must fight to avoid a similar fate. Oh man, throw some alligators in there man, and you saw a movie. They said lightning doesn't strike the same place twice. Know, they were man. wrong. <laughs> the most famous person in it is the guy that plays Senator Kelly from X-Men. And that For is, some reason, I was sure you were going to say Billy Zane. And that is why when you start, I think, with the most famous guys, see the guy that did, you're like, yeah, don't even really know his first name because we don't need to. Bruce Davis. Do Bruce. you know what the tagline, uh, what the movie was the tagline for the, oh, fuck, I got to speak, man. What the tagline for what movie The thing was? I just said, like they said, like, it doesn't strike the same place twice, they were wrong. What movie is that the tagline to? Oh, what the fuck is that? That's a very <laughs> famous hard, one. Die Hard. It is. Die Hard 2. Die Hard God damn. Um, man, I will watch that Zap Brannigan thing now because again, you make me think of a Simpsons joke. Where do you, have you never really watched much Futurama? I wasn't really into Futurama, man. I remember you would, you would dig it. I, I, I think there's, but, a, there's a point in Futurama where it becomes better than the Simpsons. Me, yeah, I used to have this chat with like Paco, Lindsay, Cameron, loads of folk that were really into it, and I just never got into it. And then I start, I like when Paco was like Zap Brannigan, I was like. Any time I've watched an episode where he features in it, I love it because I think his character is like is, is it Phil Hartman that did his voice? I don't think so. I think Hartman might be dead by then. Damn. Um, but yeah, it reminds me of the Simpsons joke where it's like, when we never turned our $1,000 movie, Roger Corman's Titanic, and you see this crappy looking Titanic busted an iceberg and it kind of moves a wee bit and then it sinks immediately the camera pans left to the only two survivors you're like this is fucking great he's the guy that did the old Captain America isn't he? Uh, you mean Fantastic Four? he did Captain America as well he's, he's known as like the king yeah. of exploitation cheap movies uh, is that Brannigan Billy West same guy who does Fry oh okay but yeah oh well their voices are Quite different. Yeah. That's actually impressive. <laughs> I yeah, I would like. Zap Brannigan has got so many fucking good lines. Like, there's actually a really funny thing just to bring it back to politics, man, because that's apparently what we do in this show quite a lot. Like the uh, things Trump has said, but done on Zap Brannigan's oh, still Futurama, yeah. because like Trump actually fucking sounds like Zap Brannigan when he speaks a lot of the times. Like, Does it? not actual what his voice sounds like. What I mean, the stuff what he, he says. says yeah. Aye. Okay. It's like really hard to tell what's an actual Trump quote and what's a Zap Brannigan quote. All right, cool. Um, well, that, that's funny. It's probably not cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, <clears throat> Futurama's not even on Netflix or that anymore, is it? Nah, it Dang. used to be. But that was back in the day when we could get the American. I mean, movie. maybe it is now, though. Just, nah, Netflix nah, changes it up not. so frequently. No, nah, I was on Netflix last Robert night. Sky? Nah. 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 Maybe. 
Maybe Amazon Prime. Or how about Actually, you pony yeah. up some fucking dosh and just buy it off Amazon because it's probably pretty cheap at this point. Again, they'll just... Look who you're talking to. Does anybody <laughs> buy DVDs and Blu-rays? Yeah, I buy Blu-rays all the time. If just, you can't find it on stuff, then yeah. yeah. That's why I bought uh, My Neighbor Totoro on Blu-ray. Yeah. Mm. So I was like a good quality product to watch our films about people getting kicked in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I will, uh, on that note, that was uh, Rappers in the Kitchen. Oh no, I watched another film. Oh Jesus. Oh, fuck Sorry, me. what is it? Uh, I'll just talk about it quickly. Um, I watched Gareth Evans' Apostle. Oh, any good? Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, did we get kicked that, did, did the raid? Yeah. Yeah, you got it yeah. the raid. It's a, what you kind of call a pastoral horror, horror film. Uh, kind of a lot of tones of like the Wicker Man. Wicker Man, yeah. When I see the trailer, um, that's the first thing I thought of. It's Wicker Man, but a more supernatural Wicker Man. Is it good? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. It's maybe a wee bit, maybe about 10, 15 minutes too long um, and some stuff doesn't really get explained which you can maybe have done with, with getting explained. Right. But uh, Martin Sheen's good. Uh, Martin Sheen. <coughs> Michael Sheen. Michael Sheen is good in it. Dan Stevens is good in it. Um, some of the other actors, I can't remember their names because it's a lot of, it's a very British cast yeah. uh, are pretty good. The story takes a, a good turn uh, in, in a place which I enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's decent. I've got it on my list of stuff, uh, my Netflix list, and mm-hmm. I just haven't watched it yet. But I, as I learned <coughs> from the director of the raid, after watching the trailer, I was like, "Yep, this, it, it, this feels like the Wicker Man." It, so I'll maybe watch the raid. it. Let's no, I, I wasn't. There, I wasn't half <laughs> expecting you know folks, folks' faces to be getting yeah. broken, etc. When I looked at the trailer, I was like. This reminds me of the Wicker Man. Yeah. So if it's close to anything that's closer to his segment from VHS two, haven't seen it. Okay. No. no. I like the VHS films. Okay. Right. Okay. If you want to get in touch with us at the podcast, uh, we are at Raptors Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we are Raptors. No, Facebook.com forward slash Raptors in the Kitchen on Facebook. Obviously, uh, if you want to talk to us individually, I'm at Paco RUK, Neil is at Scorch808, and Tommy is at Vast Destruction. Mm-hmm. And that'll do it for this week. Uh, join us uh, next week when we'll be like, talking with John Wick, Harry Bellum, and other stuff. Hey, give us a good Raptors out. I can't do a good Raptors out. I've made that many years so you should try it.